You have continued your efforts to earn the trust of the Chaos Cult, performing their acts of vandalism and chaos. But now, the cultists have asked you to take matters a step further, to frame the elves in the city for destruction and murder you will commit. You have acquired documents with the official seal from the elven community known as Aridithil's home. Your orders from the cult are to post racist messages against halflings as you burn down their homes. Rill and one other recruit now sneak around the streets at night, ready to bring chaos to many halfling families. The question, Rill, is how far will you take this? While we're marching on over, I have a try to uh, do a bit of subterfuge. I know that Elmon is following me. Um, you, you, <laughs> you told me you'd be somewhere else. I hope you're there. And uh, I'm, I'm preparing a spell to cast, to hold, press the digitation. When this thing starts to go down, I'm going to have it mimic, uh, actually it's the minor illusion, uh, mimic uh, a cry for the guards. So a vocal sound. Yeah, but it'll be very, it'll be loud. Okay. And it'll be guards, guards, and that kind of thing. All right, so you're preparing a spell of minor illusion. Correct, to do um, just that. Can be up to a scream. All right, cool. Torches, uh, when torches start to be lit, that kind of thing. All right, well, that is almost happening now. Right now, Brock has grabbed two uh, buckets of uh, slick oil and is heading over towards houses on one side, and Crooked Nose is pointing towards houses on the other side for you. And he's walking towards the entrance to the cul-de-sac where you believe your friends are closest to, and he's going to start hammering up some of these notices. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to where I need to go, uh, but uh, where I believe Elmon and the others are, I kind of wave them to kind of take care of this idiot over here. Who idiot? (laughs) The guy doing the Martin Luther. Okay. Mm. All right. Elmon, you see that, and um, Brock is splashing oil. All, he's on the other side of the cul-de-sac, splashing oil in some houses, uh, trying to be pretty quiet. And what are you doing, Real? Uh, I think once that happens, no, I'm waiting for the torches. Yeah, there's no uh, torches lit yet. Uh, my bucket. I'm just taking my buckets to the side and off to the side, and not, you know, just putting them down and waiting. Just no. dropping the buckets yep. on the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and Crooked Nose is going over towards some uh, houses that line the entrance of the cul-de-sac and is trying to quietly tap in some of these uh, morning messages. Brock's a little clumsy too, so he's he's gotten a fair amount of the oil on himself. On himself? Oh, yeah. Good to know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Avius has been a little surreptitiously <laughs> kind of following the tracks of Brock and using prestidigitation to dry up the oil bit by bit along the way. Say that again? He's cleaning the oil off of the walls. Uh, what's the range on that spell? Ten, ten feet. Like, as, as like, Brock, like, moves well, to you gotta, wall. Well, you gotta understand, there's, there's like, a, almost a one-way entrance to this cul-de-sac. They've gone in, uh, maybe a, th- a third of the way in, stopped this cart, had their conversation spread out. For you to be within 10 feet of him, you would be the only other person. They would have stopped you minutes ago. Okay, never mind. Oh, yeah, these are halfling houses. Not like... <laughs> You're a little tall. Right? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Um. Okay, Uh. what's next? 
Uh, so the moment I, I see the uh, torches... No even... torches yet, then. He no. finishes hammering up a bunch of these and uh, is walking out further from the cul-de-sac to get a few more and is getting a little close towards uh, Elmon, Puck, and Avius. So you three need to make stealth rolls. How close? Within 40 feet. Oh! Doesn't matter, he rolled a critical failure. No, perfect. (laughs) He's completely oblivious. He's got the smile on his face and is just thinking about the faces of those little halflings as they burn in their homes. Menial task from that elf, my ass. (laughs) (laughs) So... So Brock is kind of back in the middle of the cul-de-sac? Brock is inside the cul-de-sac splashing oil. He's going back and forth to the cart to get oil. Okay. And I'm talking about the Crooked Nose Man who's come out. Oh, Crooked Nose Man. Yeah. And he's in the middle. He's now outside the cul-de-sac in the connecting street. Gotcha. Attaching notices so that they don't get burned. I see. In the next neighborhood. Okay. And he's oblivious to you guys. You guys are literally totally caught standing there. You weren't expecting to go. You're just standing there. And he just walked right past you. You cannot believe he saw you. He's totally oblivious to you. He sets up notices, comes right next to you, hammers one next to the shadows you are in and is oblivious. And uh, is wrapping up his work and is heading back into the cul-de-sac. How, how far away is he? As close or as far as you want him to be. Then Avius does press the digitation um, of mimicking a sound of somebody inside the home. Um... What is that? Who is that? Who's out there? You make what? that sound, okay? Uh, yeah, not Navius's voice, but in right, make a coming, performance roll coming coming from inside. No, no, this is an illusion. You can yeah, make it sound like that. Yeah, it's not you doing it. Yeah, it's a spell. Uh, hearing that, I will trigger mine, which would be the what's yours? Guards, guards. Okay. Uh, Crooked Nose hears that and whispers loudly, "Hurry, hurry, hurry!" and runs to the cart and uh, hands some flint and steel to Brock and has some himself and is striking them and lighting up some torches. Hmm. Uh, You're doing excellent. Ah, thank you. And Brock, you've got one in your hands, a torch. You're Olympically carrying it towards the... Yeah, like like just goose-stepping towards the homes. (laughs) (laughs) Goose-stepping. Uh, I don't know how many times I can keep doing it, but I'm following up. He lights his... It's a duration of one minute. Uh, I I snuff out the torch. With oh. your... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Every time he keeps lighting it. Yeah. All right, you put Slug out it his down, torch. Like, strike it again to light it back up. All right, so they keep lighting up both torches, but the, the rate they can do it does not match the rate of your prestidigitation. And he, you hear him uh, yell out or whisper yell out loud, Halfling, get over here. Help with the torches. There's something wrong. Not knowing you're off in the distance, casting the very spell, countering it. What's the distance on precipitation? Ten feet. Ten feet. Oh, no, you got to be close. Yeah, so you need to be a little surreptitious. Make a sleight of hand roll. Sleight of hand? <laughs> Ready there. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen. He's oblivious as always, apparently. He at, doesn't notice that. At this point, Elmon will yell, um, they're over there. They're in the cul-de-sac. And he says, uh, run, run for it. Forget the torches, run. But the barrels. 
and he is running and is running between two random houses to try and get out of here. Brock, give, follow, Brock follows the crooked nose guy. Nose. Okay. I give the sharp whistle a get him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm, I try to clean up this stupid mess and get it out of the Avius way. Avius runs after Brock. All right. And tries to fireball him. Tries to get within <laughs> ten, what? within the range. Get him. What range? <laughs> I, ten feet, ideally. I wasn't ten sure what you, what you wanted to do. Why don't you just firebolt him? It's 120 feet. Yeah. We go up. I mean, you want to? Yeah, wanna I guess I can do that. that All right, make a uh, spell attack. I was just an uh, armor class of I'm, 10. I'm caught in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Fireball. I mean, I'm going to get him, but. Yeah, just really oh, spell attack. It's uh, 16. 16's a hit. <laughs> Brock emulate. Oh. <laughs> well, you do 2d10 points of damage, which is a lot of Brock health right already. That's true. Seven. Seven. Brock, covered in oil. you are hit. Your lower half of your body is just drenched in oil from your uh, poor application mm. of it. And boom, there is now this human torch uh, falling over, smacking into the walls of a house that does not have any oil on it whatsoever, so that's safe. And Brock uh, drops to the ground, uh, crying out in agony and pain. Ah! Trying to uh, unfurl my, my cloak and try to put him out. Okay. You're running over there to help put out Brock, and uh, Crooked Nose has disappeared between some buildings. Can Elmon follow him? Yeah. Okay. Elmon's intent on following him, but more intent on not being spotted. Yeah, that's the challenge, because Brock the Human Torch is in that little alleyway, lighting (laughs) it up. Um, I mean, mean, I've I've got him. I'm covering him. You're getting there. Getting there, okay. Ooh. Um, How far away? Light an arrow off of Brock, (laughs) and then... Um, Don't you have an arrow that's like for bridge laying? A spanning arrow, yeah. I can bring him back. Good junk. <laughs> Come here. Um, how far away is, yes, yeah. is... Um, Crooked Nose? Yeah. He is 40 feet away from you. All right. He will be hunter's marked. You have marked him. Um, What's the duration of that? Well, unfortunately, <laughs> for now, because I can't cast it at third level yet, uh, it will be an hour. Um, so you've upgraded it. No, I can't. Oh, the default's one. Correct. Yeah, yeah. The default's one hour. At higher levels, it can be up to 24 hours. Mm. But for right now, it can only be... Um, one hour. For an hour. Okay. And then, so I'm going to hang back a little bit, but I am going to follow him. My intention is to just figure out where he goes what he's doing without being spotted. And, and we've, we haven't really used Hunter's Mark much in this way. What yeah. does it let you do with that information? Um, choose a creature within range, missily mark your quarry until the spell ends. Um, you have an advantage on any perception or survival check you make to find it. Um, so basically, trying to find it, I get an advantage okay. on perception or survival. Much easier to spot and do tracking on Yeah. Okay, great. But you don't just automatically. No, there's not like no, no. I, you know, I can still lose them, um, but I get an advantage to track them. So that's what I'm. I'm basically going from that to a tracking mode. Okay. On him to figure out where he's going. All right. Um, he scampers over a wall and, and runs my cloak along. is up, so that I'm not. 
Okay, and uh, he's running. Identifiable. Hold on, he's running across the wall and is jumping out from this neighborhood into another one. And Spry. you are giving him chase from a distance. Okay. Um, More tracking than like I'm not like, okay, trying to breathe to down his neck because I do not want to be spotted. All right. And if I need to like let him out of my sight, it, you know, versus being seen, I will definitely do that and then just try and re, you know, um, kind of catch his trail again. So okay. I'm let's do that right now. Make being a very perception s- roll with advantage as you follow him street by street for some time. 18. 18. You're able to keep close without being uh, spotted mostly. Do a stealth roll with advantage as well. I have no idea. Get it. I'll reroll. 11. Oh, this guy's oblivious. What'd 11. You uh, he got a five. Okay, fantastic. He doesn't even notice you're there. You have to lose sight of him at one time and need to try and track. You're not sure which direction he went, but there aren't a lot of people. So you look at some signs. You will also, uh, it's pretty challenging, but you still get advantage from your great perception roll, so you'll maintain it. And that'll be survival? Survival. Okay. Uh, 22. Jeez. You are able to find one of two houses where you believe he has gone, and then you're not sure which. You see a light go on, and through the curtains, you can see him through the window and know the very house he has returned to. This has been... Probably 30 minutes of wandering around the city. So I know where he lives now. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Rill, you have put out the fire on Brock. Are you okay? Uh, Brock, what is your answer? (sighs) He does not seem to be okay. Brock, I know you want to do this, but your wounds look grievous. You should go. There's no mark against you. This is a very nasty burn. You could try again next month when they do tryouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, he does not appear to be mobile. Okay, that's about uh, that's what I was gonna ask. I have a cart full of oil. <laughs> <laughs> Soothing oil. Soothing oil. I <clears throat> uh, try to. Uh, yeah, actually, I'll do that. Uh, d- um, with the cart, uh, emptying out its contents, putting him in it. All right. And then trying to wheel him off more to, and dumping him at a local temple. Okay. Of any real faith, really. All right. <laughs> Just. Hopefully the one I tagged earlier. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> uh, okay you take uh, Brock out of there. And what else? Uh, Elmont stays, just observes for just a few minutes, uh, just to see if he can learn anything from the exterior, and then, um, and then we'll go back to the Middle Hawks. Okay. Well, he'll swing through the Halfling District first, and then make sure that, you know, nothing, nothing else is going on. And you see nothing else uh, going on, yeah. and you maybe you see Avius walking away in the distance. Puck, back Puck the takes down all the 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 notifications. The notices. Yes. He takes them all down. right. Good call. Save those for later. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Done. You guys are back at Middlehawks. What did you learn? I know where he lives. Excellent. I got these notice. I got the notices he put up. Brock, what are you doing here? Wrong character. (laughs) Wrong character. (laughs) You you mentioned you, you wanted to talk to the elves, so you have some proof against... Yeah. What was almost done. That was 
close. That was good work. Yes. From everybody. That was good thinking, Buck. And Avius. Now? You too. Well, now we see if he buys it. So. He ran scared. He knows what happened, and uh, Brock, I don't think, is coming back. So it's just you. he's with you in the cart outside. <laughs> Damn <Wait>. it. <laughs> you forgot to drop I him s- off. I gotta stop. Oh, I put him down. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> well, you could go back and meet him again. That would be one way. Or we could. That would be the way I would prefer to keep the ruse. And when we know he's gone, I could perhaps... Yes, his place. Yes. Excellent. Okay. Then I won't waste a moment. I will get out to that orange door building and wait for his arrival. He is likely to show up. It's about one thirty-two in the morning right now. You think he'll be there tonight? I will wait for him. If he goes there tonight, if he doesn't, I still think I should keep my eyes on that place. Weren't you supposed to meet tomorrow? Sometime in the morning, wasn't it? Sometime. I don't remember. I wasn't there, so. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so, uh, Rill is going to go to the uh, the the meeting building. Okay. And uh, uh, camp out, watching for. The Crooked News guys show up. All right. When he does, uh, it's more of a confrontation on site, not waiting for this congenial moment up in the building, you know, that kind of thing. All right. You are there all night. There is no sign of anyone all night, and morning arrives. Everyone but Rill gets back all your spells, heals half your maximum hit points, gets back half your hit dice, and Rill, you gain one level of exhaustion. Oh. I don't know it had that effect. Oh, uh, that gem that I got. Yes. Well, you stayed up uh, on From the adventurer down below the tailor. Yes. Can I imagine I can attune to that? Uh, yes. I had it here. Yeah, I'll just do it. There it is. Uh, Attunement for you is... It is a gem of the summer court. When when and only when it is attached to a focus item, which the sword can be, we can say, um, your uh, bomb on the summer courts get plus one per die. Shoot. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> and so it's an always on kind of thing. As long as he has the sword out. Is it, oh, the sword, sword out. must be drawn. So the sword, you can, I can have both the gems attached to it. You can. Uh, the rolls get a little bit more challenging. Yeah. But yes. And then the critical failures would be disastrous for everything. So you might want to stop by the twelfth one. Yeah. <laughs> just gem encrusted sword. <laughs> There's a little bit of blade sticking out the yeah. end. It's just gems everywhere. He's not using it as a sword anymore. No, it's just a all. gem storage no, device. I might get. Uh, I might attach it to something else. Just gotta think about it. Yeah. 
All right. Um, so, real, I think it's on you then. What's happening? Waiting for L Crooked Nose. Okay. So, there is no L Crooked Nose. Um, you had something, Elmon? I was just going to say that I was going to, um, in the morning, after getting a nice rest, I was going to post up um, and wait for Crooked Nose Guy to meet Rill. And then as soon as they made contact, I was going to go to Crooked Nose Guy's house. Okay. Was my intention. Okay. Uh, but you said there is no guy now. No one came. It is morning time. When you were supposed to meet, I don't know. what. I, so I don't know what your plans are. To meet with this guy. Okay, so you're just going to wait there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Puck, Avius, what are you doing? It's morning time. You're fresh. Why don't you guys watch real? Avius needs some more croissants. Okay, so he's going to the bakery shop. And you're going to his house? I'm going to wait until uh, I see him, and then I'm going to go to his house, yeah. Okay, so I'll... I don't know if if you want to... Yeah, I'll tag tag along with you. Yeah, so we can go two, two, two by two. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so everyone's in the bakery? Yeah, we're all we're all buying bread. Together. All in the bakery except no, for real. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, tell me where you're at. What's going on? I'm hidden in shadows, uh, watching from a distance, waiting waiting for crooked nose crooked nose guy to show up and talk to real. All right. As soon as he shows okay, up, okay, just hold right there. Also, somewhere else, hidden in the shadows in this morning light, is real, from my understanding. Yes. Okay. And then you two, uh, Puck and Avius, are in the bakery. Just trying to figure it all out. Okay. I'll give a whistle when I'm on my way. Rill and Elmon, you see the arrival. And we're not We're not together, though. Him and I. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. We've no, just, made that clear. Just, just making sure. In a separate spot. Uh, you guys see a badly wounded Brock. Mm-hmm. limping his way in with new clothes uh, and barely just shuffling over towards the uh, bakery some distance away and just standing out there and then leaning against the wall and closing his eyes. Very, very tired. So he's also waiting. Uh, I go over to Brock. Okay. Why are you here? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was me. Ah. <laughs> I'm totally sorry. Go for it. This is something I need. I need to belong. I need to. I need this. I want to create chaos. Chaos can happen on any day. You are very injured. You are no good to chaos in your condition. I'm fine. Better than ever. I keep quiet then. Where's our friend? He hasn't shown himself. Once the fires, once the attempt was made, he ran away when the guard showed up. We all ran. I ran to you. Yeah, I know. I still don't know what happened. I was just. I think the oil got, your torch got too close to you. (laughs) That's probably it. (laughs) <laughs> what was that old man giggling sound that's still in my ears? Taunting. His corduroys were rubbing together too fast as he was running away. <laughs> Come on, make a stealth roll for me. 
Natural 20. Whoa! Okay. What was that? <laughs> uh, some people walk by your spot. They get very, very close. Someone, like, opens up some wooden awning or thing above you and lights up your area, but you're still just perfectly hidden behind some uh, crate-type stuff, and you are perfectly uh, invisible to all. There's some mother and her young son right next to you that are getting go- going with their morning, but they have no idea. You're a little trapped right now, um, but not that they would really care. But anyways, all right, keep, keep going. <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt, interrupt. Ninja Elmon. You just going to wait? Uh, just going to wait. Perhaps we should wait over there in the... Have you gone, have you gone up? Should we go upstairs? Can you walk? I can walk. I'm fine. Said that before. We'll go upstairs. Okay. Um, as you go upstairs, you Brock here, but don't put any kind of merit at all to it. You here as well, Rill. You lightly hear Puck and lightly hear Avius and crystal clear hear Elmon a distant chime of a church go dong I hope you're armed Brock shit when did that happen before Brock you the need to go time we got surrounded there's no time for this here dudes. what do you mean you have to go now it's too no. dangerous it's, there's no Brock if you don't leave now I am going to kill you why you're not gonna kill me with the, your little guitar <laughs> and I <laughs> I beat him with the guitar. <laughs> I draw out the uh, length of my rapier from from my uh, my uh, back. Okay. Why are you? What? What's your problem? What's your problem, little guy? This is for your own good. No. Get out of here now. Do you hear don't those bells? Draw, do not draw that. Do you, you hear don't. those bells? You yeah. Hear, you hear another louder gong of a church bell. Son of a bitch. Another thing, enough for you. Runs out of the bakery to go try and find Puck. We must find the others. Uh, go to the last known location of Elmont. Uh, you don't know. Elmont said he was going to be watching this place. He's um, like a ninja. Am I able to drop out of stealth mode without being seen by... No, so that's, no, no. <laughs> that's not how that works. Hey, can I be stealthy while I'm not stealthy? No, I, I mean, I'm saying, can I move, like, am I still trapped without, with, from, like, is the mom and child still there? Yeah, that, they're right there. They're okay. getting their stall set up for the morning. Damn you, Brock. Don't okay. make me kind of like your character. <laughs> can I go up on the roof? Yeah, you can start climbing. All right, we're on I the same team. Why are you threatening me? As possible. All right, make an athletics roll disadvantaged. Uh, he's asked me a question. Why am I threatening him? I don't answer you right away. I charge out to the opening of the door and look around for where I've heard Puck and Avius. You see Avius has dragged Puck out into the middle of the road. Did you hear it? Yes, we heard it. What'd you roll? Where is he? I don't know. You, hold on. What'd you roll, Elmon? <laughs> nine. A nine. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> <laughs> Dong. <laughs> you hear a surprise yell from a little uh, boy as Elmon, you slip and fall and crash into the crates you were hiding behind earlier. You take Elmon. Just five points of bludgeoning damage. Brock, you wanted chaos? Come with me. And Avius runs that way. Okay. 
And I'm gonna try Puck, and come along. Hit. Oh, wait, can we? Yeah, uh, Puck wants to go up to the mother and the child and like get the get out of well, here. Well, you're up there. You're up there. Get out, you guys. We're not open yet. In just a few minutes, if you could just There's wait a bit. There's some trouble coming. Either get we inside and get down, or or get the hell out of here. We need to get away from here. And Elmon will head towards the closest, like I guess, alley to. To get into a, a both a defensive find a position. good dead end yeah. for us, yeah. <laughs> hey, it worked fine last time. Nice lead, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least get that. Well, I want to get get whatever's coming for me away from innocence. So, are they innocent? <laughs> <laughs> now you're turning That's into him. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Uh, well, Elmon, you can kind of pick the position. What are you looking for? Uh, in an open, a relatively open space that is un, that's vacated, that's like deserted. All right, there is one such place, and that place is a T intersection, right where the orange door building is at. There is a road. There is minimal morning traffic. And you guys, if you can time it somehow, luckily, or scare some people off, there it is, a big open space. The rest are narrow, twisting alleys or twisting small rooms. Move your ass, Brock! I'm coming! You hear a third, and it's louder, very loud. So now we're all running back to the orange door? No, I'm not going that way for sure. Um... Uh. Real, where are you? Uh, coming down the stairs, following Avius and Puck wherever they go, and okay. I believe Brock is oh, following. Yeah. Brock is limpingly following. Scimitar. Sounds like the orange door is the place to be. All right, fine. I'm going to head towards that T intersection. All right, Real, as you're leading Brock out to the intersection, you see Elmon run past Avius and Puck, and they turn direction and follow him, and all of you are in the middle of this intersection. And uh, you can see there is a cart being pulled by four horses uh, coming uh, this way. And that is the only traffic that is visible in motion towards you. Does it seem like a mundane cart and horses or? It appears to be a normal non <laughs> four horsemen. <laughs> yes, it's a normal uh, wagon loaded with supplies, just crates and crates and crates stacked high on it, tied down. We and guess coming those through. horses out of here. Or take them. I was thinking of taking them. Four horses. Ooh, land vehicle. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yes. And then there is a fourth and final dong that reverberates <laughs> through all of your uh, minds and psyches and tends to uh, shake you and you hold your heads. In and is Brock with us? Oh yeah, Brock is with us. In, He's with real. He sees you in like waves. Give him a nod. And then I think Brock you made a mistake. But eyes the uh, eyes uh, the goblin with some distasteful. <laughs> Just don't touch him, or the universe collapses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I uh, real eyes Brock and and says, "This is your final test." <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The sword waits for the chaos. Okay, are we gonna take these horses? Uh, that's I, I, I'm I'm just prepared for the 
All I know is all hell's about to break loose. So it's up to you. I don't were know. You, you were with us before, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, scrambling. It's there's four bells. That's when they appeared last time, right? Mm-hmm. So getting scrambling up onto a cart or cutting the horses loose and climbing on them. Got to make a decision be... now, though. Let's get it on the cart. So we're gonna. Um, right let's... now, this very second, all of you are almost doubled over, clutching your heads okay. from the gong. That's, that's what I was thinking. That's what's happening. Yeah. Okay. We're just barely too late. Um, and as you're doing that and you're shaking your heads and trying to clear your minds, uh, the bright morning sun uh, disappears and it all becomes gloomy darkness. The darkness closes in around you and down the streets that you've come from and some of the alleyways, it is covered in white uh, mist that uh, extends out on in the edge. Elmon will yell. Go for it. If you... Yell it. Let's hear it. I'm not going to yell. If you leave now, I won't come and kill you. Uh, I won't come and kill you. Tuesday. Tuesday. (laughs) I was just going to say Tuesday. won't come on Tuesday to kill you. I won't seek you out and kill you. Leave me alone. You and hear draw my bow. All right, you draw your bow. You've got your bow. Nice. We, we were going to say okay, but you drew your bow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a you theme. hear a voice from the sky above call out, Elmon Yabel, you will die. You will die now. And you can see maybe 30 feet up and near the edge of the darkness, the floating oh, we should have killed that armed, the floating armored guy with he the ghostly away. armor. About to remedy yeah. that. Yeah. With his uh, a great sword in his hand. I have you guys kind of back to back to back to back. Right here is a wall of this T intersection of an avenue. There are buildings here and here and down here. And you have dared to strike one of Gull's greatest kings and think you a mortal can live. You really shouldn't have done it. I mean, I'm going to let you finish, but (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let him finish his speech because I feel like, you know, that's a polite thing to do, but uh, that's on me. Okay. (laughs) All right. But then I'm planning on shooting him with an arrow. All right. You plan on shooting with an arrow, and we will begin combat. And to no surprise to anyone, Elmon is up first. And it's just him? Presently? It is not just mm-hmm. him. Not you can see. So. Uh, good, good point. <laughs> you can see he is floating. We'll put him floating over here. I'll move it so everyone can see. He is floating at the edge of these dark, shadowy buildings that were there before, but are now in a different plane of existence, if you will. And right back over here are four very confused looking horses right now (laughs) and a big, highly tall stacked wagon. There's a wall buildings over here. It's just like stopped in time. Yeah. Uh, This is the horses have not though. They're there. They're kind of the wagon just comes kind of to a stop and they're not sure. And they seem agitated. There's a wagon driver who is also uh, with you. Um, You also have uh, Brock there and 
uh, you can see another one of those white-skinned ghouls quickly come kind of galloping on all fours and then walking on two legs and then on all fours. And as he gets closest, he's on two legs. He's got muscles. He kind of looks like those decked out guys from Mad Max Fury Road with the white paint type of a Mm -hmm. thing, except he's got a long tongue, a really long tongue, um, sharp fang type things and some nail claws. And he- Same helmet, like melted? No, not that. Okay. Not that. (laughs) They learn. You also see- Yeah. (laughs) uh, Maybe, maybe you don't. I will let Avius make a perception roll. And facing outwards, who's that? Puck. Puck may make a perception roll. Real, wants to... And roll may make perception disadvantage. Disadvantage? Yeah. Real. Real. Oh. Puck is normal. Mm, 12. Okay. Uh, like six. Okay. 17. Woo. And Puck was there. Puck, you see a pair of uh, eyes up high just in the misty darkness that are um, two stories up. So someone's up there and that are maybe 12, now I'd say 10 feet above that. So it's a tall figure. You just see some a flash of um, yellowish eyes. Okay. And the whole place has gotten quiet for a moment. And the only sound you hear is a twang, twang hmm. of Elmon's bow. <laughs> Elmon, uh, who are you shooting at? Quick question. Push, potion of invulnerability. What is what is the effect on that? Uh, I've got it. I can look it up. That's resistance to bludging, slashing, and piercing. Okay. Oh, you remember that. All right, very good. Um, so, yes, that is what you hear. Two twangs of arrows. Uh, both are going to be magical <laughs> plus one arrow. Correction, that's resistance to all damage. Including magical? All damage. Okay. Well, first, instead of twang, twang, you're... All right, that'll be your bonus. <laughs> <laughs> I will drink my potion of invulnerability. Done. And then... Um, you know that has servings, right? You could... <laughs> <laughs> it's like 190 calories per serving. He's just consumed four of them. The salt content's through the roof. And first arrow... Oh, that's crappy. Um, 11. 11 does not get through his armor. Yeah, because I'm shooting the, the guy with the greatsword. Yeah. No. Second arrow... Frack. Um, 14. You shoot two arrows, but you are thrown off by the weird thickening agents going through your body of this spell, uh, this potion you just consumed. Thickening agents. (laughs) And uh, you miss both of your attacks. From the darkness. It's not starting well. The eyes that you spotted, Puck leaping from the building and landing with a huge thud off that building uh, is an an undead, a zombie, but not just any zombie, one that towers at 10 feet tall. It is a ogre zombie that stands before you. It makes a weird undead sound and it lumbers forward and is heading right towards you, Puck. What's his speed? He is not a normal slow zombie. He's able to cover that distance. And he has a giant uh, morning star. 
and he swings that down and comes crashing down upon you with a big old smash. You try and dive out of the way. All of you guys are in a circle back to back to back. Here it comes Puck. Oh, 25. You always roll high against him. You are crunched. Poor little Puck. With 13 points of piercing Shit. damage. Smash. Wow. The armored figure 30 feet up casts a spell on you, Elmon. Where is he at? There he is. Uh, I'm just going to cast a spell on you. Where's my spells? You're going to need to make a save. I'm pretty darn sure. There it is. Elmon, make a... You start to feel just a little bit weak. He makes a ranged attack against you. So this is against your armor class. Mm -hmm. Critical hit. Jesus. Um, all right. On a hit, you will deal only half damage with weapons that use strength, and he will extend that out with the critical to dexterity now as well. So you are now enfeebled. Um... I have an auto save versus spells. Then it totally misses. And that was my last one from All right. You from, cancel from that, that deep sinking in enfeeblement. Where did that come from? Uh, the planar. What's that? The planar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The pale tower yes. guys. Nice. And, uh, I, I had two, and I think both were used to good effect. Real. Great effect. <laughs> yes. You're up, real. Play that music. <laughs> Wait, boy. Play that fucking music, Stormrunner. Uh, to that end, who of our enemies has gone? It's been the gorilla, the gorilla, and uh, yeah, so the one, guys. the one. Uh, There's a yeah, big undead ogre that just smashed Puck. Yeah, and Avis, you're gonna be oh, next. Cool. So be ready. Did that Raven Feebleman <clears throat> do any damage or just no. okay? Nope. Jack. <laughs> nope. And I just give it a little wink. <laughs> <laughs> As holy power from beyond protects you. Perfect. Uh, I step to the side of Puck, and uh, I look at the ogre, and uh, I, I start with this. Did you ever hear the one about... <laughs> and I start telling him a humorous joke in ogre tongue. Okay. And it is uh, this is hideous laughter. Okay. <laughs> He's got to make a wisdom saving throw. The ogre does? Yes. That's not his forte. <laughs> Shoot. He's uh, going yeah. to get it. I'm going to roll my good die right here. Right, good die. A uh, total of 10. You will fail? Uh-oh. So you told him a, a, a joke about ogres. A joke about ogres. <laughs> he, the undead ogre just... Hold on, hold on. Yeah, yes. There's, there's a requirement, and I took a risk. Uh-oh. Uh, what's his intelligence? Oh, that's a good question. So an ogre walks into a He has bar. to understand the joke. It fails. He has an intelligence of three. Damn! Oh! Don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, you still have a move and a uh, bonus. Otherwise, we're moving on. Avius. Um, maybe it's just if I ask that question, don't really give time for. Well, it's just because I know we yeah, can wait yeah. a long, long, long. You uh, can always. Avius casts Earth Armor on himself. All right, that's your action. Yep. And again, move and bonus. Um, 
No bonus. And I'm just going to stay where I'm at. Okay. Staying where you're at. Uh, Avius, you see more eyes appear down your road and another undead ogre stomping into this plane of existence. Okay. Uh, the horses are getting very <laughs> agitated, by the way, and as they see these undead things. So I we should my, take my the horses. <laughs> Not a bad yeah. idea. <clears throat> Pucks up. Is that what you said? Yeah. Um, Puck's going to cast a, um, a spell he hasn't cast before, and, uh, it's a level four spell. Yeah. Stone skin. Level four? Yeah. Um, so it turns the flesh of a willing creature, uh, Puck, uh, <laughs> as hard as stone, uh, until the spell ends. Uh, it is concentration up to an hour, and it has resistance to non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Resistance to that. All right. All that dance. Cool. And the same thing, you have a bonus, blah, blah, blah. Uh, bonus, uh, I'll do a couple uh, bombs of the summer corner. All right. For five. These. But you have that gem. Not infused yet. Ah. The second ogre zombie stomps in, dragging its morning star behind it and uh, moves right up towards, who is that? Elmon and Avius, but it does not get its action this round. The ghoul, however, does quickly move in and comes clawing at uh, Elmon. And that's gotta be a hit with, uh, maybe not. Uh, a, what was a seven to 21 to yeah. Elmon. Why wouldn't that hit? I was just double checking my math. Okay. Um, has hit you, he's gonna doing a claw. Hits you, scrapes you with his claws for seven points of slashing damage. So that's reduced to three or four. Round down. Always so round down. And you feel a second bit of magical juice flowing through your veins. This mm. not invulnerability juice, but uh, magic that courses through you and an undead chill to your bones that makes you seize up. You need to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Seven? Seven is not enough. You are now paralyzed. <laughs> you can repeat your saving throw at the end of each of your turns, ending the effect. Okay. And Elmon, you are up. Your turn is over. You can now make that roll. Fourteen. You have gotten past the paralyzing uh, deathly magic and have gained, gained control of your functions again, but that did take your turn. Yeah. The first ogre zombie is attacking Puck again and swings out its morning star. Uh, one second, there we go. For eight, total of eight to hit. Yeah, not, not, not uh, gonna do it. All right, so you leap back just an inch because you're smacking into Avis. You guys are in a tight circle and miss. Um, flying over the whole group up in the air is the armored guy with magical glowing armor behind him, leaving a trail of shadows as he flies. He flies over the group and descends mostly down towards the Elmon side of your circle. 
and he reaches out with his hands to touch you. He just wants to touch you, Elmond. There's no attack. <laughs> He's not swinging his sword. This is a diplomatic, innocent touching. Peace. I will hug him back. Okay. Uh, he reaches <laughs> out. Uh, with a 11 versus your armor class. No. Okay. Um, that what you, that's, yeah, that's no what touching. you said. No, no, no touching. touching. Slap his hand away. Stop that. <laughs> okay, that's a miss. Real. So, your group's in a circle. You are surrounded by a ghoul, two large undead ogres, and there's this flying guy dripping armor behind him who's just sweeping back and forth, reaching out his hands, failing to get anyone. Did Brock ever go? Oh, Brock did not go. He needs to go during your turn. What will Brock do? Um, He's going to pull his... Well, let's say let's say he panicked the last turn. He'll go on your next turn. Okay. Okay, gotcha. real. Uh, <clears throat> and then Avius, you're next. Hold on one second. Go ahead. Am I going? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> for the uh, feeble attacks of the ogre, since the joke didn't work, I now mock his intelligence. You don't know this? <laughs> <laughs> Vicious mockery is applied. And uh, but, 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 uh, he makes a uh, attempts to make a wisdom saving throw. A wisdom saving throw. Oh, it was a twenty, and it rolled to an eight. He has an eight total. <clears throat> He'll take one point of psychic damage, and he has disadvantage on his next turn. Next attack. One point of big one point of psychic damage. Which ogre was this? It's, it's slightly this one. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Got it. Uh, Avius, you're up. Now, are these two ogres the same size? Yes. Okay. Um, Avius casts Mordekainen's Faithful Hound. Okay, normally a protective guard spell. Oh, this is something like that. Okay. Because <clears throat> I already did uh, Earth Armor. So I conjure a phantom watchdog in an unod unoccupied space uh, within range that I can see. It ranges 30 feet, so he's going immediately behind the ogre. Kind of. Right in between the ogre and the um, ghoul. ghoul. So there's a phantom ghostly dog of, of your creation. Yes, he is invisible to all creatures, except to me. Okay. He cannot be harmed. Um, and then he's triggered by a small or larger creature. Uh, comes when it comes within 30 feet, he starts barking. If it comes within five feet, uh, then at my turn he gets to make an attack. Um, he can see invisible creatures. He Ooh. can see into the ethereal plane. Uh, he ignores illusions. So anything within 30 feet, no matter what it is, right. he can see, and he will start barking. Um, so he's a biting five foot radius. He's tethered to five feet. Yeah. He can bite at the start of your turn. Yeah, he's bitey. Um, <laughs> Very bitey. He can be, <laughs> if, 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 you, if you know the secret password All that right. I set uh, when I first conjure him, then you can get by him without detection. All right. Pineapple. <laughs> hey, it worked. <laughs> okay. Um, next up is Puck, the goblin healer. Yes. Um, going to 
He's right on me. Um, I'm gonna disengage from that ogre. Puck is there. One with the spear. Move uh, further than five feet away. Okay, you're backing a little towards the horses, but still have yep. some distance. And then I'm gonna cast uh, Ice Knife on that ogre. Isn't that explosive to a distance? Within five feet. Within five, okay. That will not catch any of your friends. Just him. Good luck. 17. Is a definite hit. Zombies are not known for their armor class. Okay. <laughs> if they are, we are in big trouble. I'll tell you that much. <clears throat> two damage there. Big two. Then... This was the first one. Got it. Then he makes a save. Yes. Uh, I'm sure he made it. Um, no, uh, 17. Yeah, that made okay. it. So half damage, no damage um, from the exploding part. The knife hits and then it explodes in ice. No, he it's he it's if he makes it, he doesn't take right, any. So more I got damage. the initial. Slice. Oh, I do. You know what I do want to do with that though? With that two damage is use my uh, is it nimble of the small? Oh yeah, that doesn't get used. My fury of the small, so he takes an additional seven damage. Okay. More additional seven. seven. How does that? Wow. What's that ability? Uh, it's. Um, God damn it. Can you tell us about that? Uh, uh, when I damage a creature with an attack or spell and the creature size is larger than mine, uh, it can deal extra damage uh, according to, to my level. Nice. Once per long rest, I think? Short rest. Actually. Short rest. Wow. Smack, he takes some damage, stumbles back. He so far does not appear to be phased much by the damage. He is big and meaty. Speaking of big and meaty, yeah. the second one right next to Avius. Brock. Brock's turn. Oh, Brock finally. does get to go. Yeah, yeah, let's stop that. Brock, go for so it. So he's going to take his scimitar out and run to that same goblin that Puck just hit. Same, oh, zombie. Or the zombie, yeah. Uh, and uh, he's going to roll and he's going to use his two... Chaos, chaos dice. <laughs> <laughs> and as he runs, he's now just never, baby. he's just chaos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nine. Nine is a hit for Brock. Wow. <laughs> chaos. And he's really? going to do okay, uh, 1d6 plus th uh, three points of damage. Six points of damage. All right. Not bad for half for charred Brock. Yeah. And now it's his time to die. <laughs> what was the total? Six? Yeah. Got six done. All right. So the other ogre zombie who's on the other side of your circled group is uh, swinging up with his morning star. And that's that sharp, wedged, ballish type thing mm -hmm. on a long um, metal rod. Swings it up to try and catch the old wizard right in the chin. Morningstar attack is a 22. Which one is that? Which point? Okay. That hits. That hits for 13 points of piercing damage. But you've got some armor. Um, It's no, it's... It's, it's armor class. That's armor helped class. You. All right. 13 points of piercing. What was the... 22 was the roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> okay. 13. Okay. Smash. The ghoul grabs onto you, Elmon, and sinks his teeth towards your shoulder to bite you with a 14. Miss. Oh, 
grabs onto you, you kick him off, and it stumbles back, falls to the ground, and gets back up, uh, pissed off and angry. You will die! And Elmon, you are first at the start of the round. Uh, very quickly, um, stow the bow. Stow the bow. And draw the sword. All right, that is your bonus action. And I will attack the ogre that Brock has bravely attacked. Okay. Um, Right there, right? No, he's pushed back a little bit, so the ice didn't hit you. There's a little bit of a gap. Um, then, uh, how about the other ogre? Sure. You can turn easily turn around and slice him. Okay. Um, I will do so. Slice away. And my first shot will be a 13 to hit. Hits. Sinks into rotten flesh. Not a monstrosity, just an undead, right? Undead. Okay. Um, wounded? Not wounded. Not wounded. Okay. We'll remedy that momentarily. Um... Seven, 12 points of damage. That's nice. And the second swipe at him. 10? 10 is a hit. Oh, fantastic. Bonus. Oh, yeah, Brock got a nine. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus damage. Ugh. Um, Doesn't sound good. Eight. Eight. All right, you Wait. hack off meaty chunks for the butcher shop, uh, but it is easily still standing. And speaking of ogre zombies, the original one's going to go, and it's going to attack the enemy right in front of it, which is Brock. 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 See you later. Brock is hit with a twenty. Which, and, which one is it? Uh, one this one right here. That one is a disadvantage. And Brock is. That one is a disadvantage. Oh, disadvantaged. Oh, why is that? It's suffering the effects of my vicious mockery. Oh. Brock is still hit. <laughs> I tried. Brock is hit, and his head is smashed in like a Thanksgiving pumpkin left out way oh. too long. It's all right. You did your you did your due diligence, and buddy. And the ogre zombie just relishes. And oh, takes no. a moment to pull his Morningstar out of the goo, and Brock falls back, head indented and lower half charred. Oh, no, not Brock. <laughs> Poor Brock. <laughs> Poor Brock. <laughs> You've been debrocked. Is gone. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Let me fish around for another one. He, he doesn't get a uh, death save. No. <laughs> he does not. There is another large how, zombie. How far away? Ogre zombie. Uh, 60 feet. Uh, it's a little closer than I meant. 60 feet. It'll take him around to get there. Uh, he has appeared. Overhead is the flying armored guy and he is solely focused on the target of his uh on his cutting words uh die Elmon, die how high above uh he is 20 feet up and just swoops down Bam, it's like yeah go for it <laughs> should be a chihuahua make a spell attack uh no he it's only a bark at this point he doesn't attack until my turn at the start of your turn yeah. Uh, okay yeah but it's a it's just a warning okay uh, we'll count him as within range of you since he's constantly okay. swooping in. Your dog want. is just annoyingly. You're the only one that can hear him, right? Somebody shut that thing uh, up. I th- no, I think. We can hear him, we can't see him. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because otherwise there'd be no point for it to be barking. Right. Well, except to maybe warn. I don't know. He's a weird old man. Yeah, I know. No, I mean, it could be to warn Avius. So, yeah, yeah, that could be. I don't know. All right. He swoops over, and Elmon, you feel his, as you're dealing with this ghoul, you feel the hand, the armored male hand of this floating suit. I said no uh, touchy. Touch you and brushes against the back of your neck. He tries to grab with metal fingers and magical energy pulses through the armor into you with a 21 versus your armor class. Yeah, that'll do it. I still have full. You are hit and racked with agonizing pain. Okay. Ag- did I say agonizing? <coughs> I don't have the dice in front of me. Can you roll it for me, uh, Elmon? You take 4d10 points Jesus. of uh, necrotic damage. I'd rather not. Yeah. Huge. Uh, 19. Oh. But that's going to be half. Oh, because you're in vulnerability. So... 10. 10. Nice, well, nice, nice. No, round down. Always Eight. round down. 1989. Uh, yeah, nine. And then Rill, you are up. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. What the hell is going on around me? Uh, ba, 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 bum. Monsters. Where is Rill? Can someone point to him? Where am I? You're in the back. I'm right there. Okay. And you just took a bunch of damage. Okay. Uh, real will. I want to grab a set cart. <laughs> he's 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 seen this annoying figure flying about. Run it through him. Yeah, we'll jump aboard. And the familiar high-pitched note, that is the bane of all metal-headed creatures. There are no metal heads in this. Sinks into the metal armor of the creature that is flying oh. about like an idiot. That's true. Oh. And he is now a slowly embered, glowing <laughs> guy as it flies around. What's the range on that? Uh, 60 feet. That totally is within range. All right, you have heated him up. And does that do immediate damage? Describe the spell. Uh, if you're in, it's in physical contact with it. <clears throat> I'll do the full read then. Uh, the, I see. Uh, the uh, creature in physical contact takes yeah. 2d8. So roll 2d8 fire damage right now. Okay. And you have any other concentration? Because it is a concentration. Yeah, there's no other concentration okay. in going. Takes 2d8. It will take three this round. All right. Three points of damage. He has the option of uh, trying to drop his object. If he cannot, he is at disadvantage to attack. Ooh, that's a good one. <clears throat> and that that should make it easier. <laughs> three points of damage. Got it. And he dished out his painful wounds to Elmon. Uh, what's your hit points at, Elmon? Uh, currently at 48. All right. And Rill, you are you done. Avius, yep. you're up. <laughs> Is the ghoul or the ogre, like, who's healthier? Who's healthier? I don't think the ghoul's gotten it. Ghoul has not been hurt at all. All right. Uh, the hound is going after the ghoul. Okay. It's a free attack. It's uh, no, he rolls. No, I'm saying he's free. It doesn't yeah, take yeah, an action. Yeah. All right, your yeah, spectral hound bites. So three plus nine, twelve. Hits. Okay. You're Ooh. just trying to wound everything for Elmon. <laughs> and it's gonna take 
What? That much damage? Yeah, 48. No. Yeah, 48. I'm uh, talking to the wizard. It deals 4D8 piercing. Yeah. yeah, it's a fourth level. Nice. So I guess takes... the catch is it's a really small radius, yeah. but that is heavy damage. Nice. Yeah. Okay, how much? Um, 22. 22, yeah. 22 on the ghoul. <laughs> nice. Yes. Once, and it never even saw it, Trump. right? <laughs> Just yeah. Sections of its torso just start disappearing. The, the things ghoul doesn't even know it's there. Like a woman at the beginning of Jaws, whole left and right. <laughs> and what the? <laughs> Grabs onto the buoy and then disappears. We call your dog Bruce. <laughs> wow, that was violent. Now it's my turn. That was your dog. <laughs> now it's my, my turn. That is great. And his attack modifier is nine, so a D twenty plus nine. How is it nine to hit? It's your spell attack. Plus, Plus your proficiency, proficiency bonus. Yeah. Holy moly! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Nice. All right, so now... No, it's your spellcasting ability modifier plus your proficiency bonus. Oh, so six. Yeah. Either way. Yeah, it's still good. Yeah. <laughs> still good. Um, now I'm going to go after the ogre with... Um, so, so a ghoul got pulled, huh? Okay. Yep, right. he's gone. There, uh, it's going to be difficult terrain around where he... It, is there yeah. another creature that just entered? Yes. But then there's another one back in the corner there. No, that was the creature goal. has been okay. removed from play. <laughs> How far away is is Flighty Guy? The Fly, uh, Flighty, the he's guy? always considered in 30 feet. Or something. Always, yeah. All yeah. time. All right. So. And he's glowing. <laughs> yes, he is. Boy, he's going to get some mm. fire bolts. Um, so that's a uh, dex... No, it's a spell attack. Firebolt spell oh, attack. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's got armor. Hot armor. Hot armor here. <laughs> uh, nine, 15. 15. Fire blasts, but does not harm him. Oh, okay. Avius, can I try to interject? Am I able to? Uh, sorry, we already declared uh, the roll. Try, try, try to give a little pause. Uh, Puck, you're up. Uh, I'm gonna hit that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to, And that's not a reaction. The giving of the the countering, the negative die, I believe, is a reaction. Yeah, it's the, the party inspiration. I think is not a reaction. It, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's something it's, you give them ahead of. Yeah, it's the and cutting then they can spend on whatever uh, role they want. All right, Puck. Uh, I'm gonna hit that guy with ice knife again. Uh, the ogre zombie. The ogre zombie. All right. A natural wow. 20 is max damage on all aspects. Actually, let's do max damage on the initial hit, normal damage on the exploding part, but give him disadvantage on the roll for him to avoid okay, it. Okay, so uh, initially 10 piercing damage. 10 piercing, and then he needs to make a dexterity save? Yep. All right, this is disadvantaged. A 20 and a nine is what I rolled. That's wow. fantastic. So he has failed with a seven. <laughs> Versus the save. With uh, nice. ten, 10 more damage. 20 points of icy damage. Nice. This ice lance pierces him and it stumbles back and then it explodes all around. Uh, Elmon, you were covered in ice. It's gentle by this time. It hits you. Uh, you're essentially Ooh, hit refreshing. by a snow cone uh, all, over your, <laughs> all over your right side. Uh, the ogre uh, staggers back a bit and turns to face you, Puck. And he's gone, he's gone. The other ogre is going and is attacking uh, Elmon. 
and with a normal attack with his morning star, and that is an 18. That will hit. Not Elmon. Uh, yes, Elmon. That is what I meant to say. Yep, Elmon. That will hit. You can't do that. You can't hit anything. You suck. <laughs> and then roll that for the ogre. All right, cutting words from the bard. Drop five, it by so five. That will make it not a hit. All right. Wow. Uh, the ogre zombie <laughs> doesn't understand a word that bard said, but it turns its attention and doesn't quite connect with the blow. The other ogre zombie closes in and moves almost slipping on the gore of the ghoul and will also attack you, Elmon. No, it'll take the its full turn to get the there. Uh, so it's Gorgle. taken the spot of the ghoul. Ghoul gore. Ghoul gore. That's, uh, that's an episode name right there. Yeah. <laughs> Is the what? Ghoul gore. Gore the ghoul. Gore of the ghoul. Um, and there was one more thing. Ed. Suck. Ed. Done. Integrate. Got it. Uh, one more thing. From behind, where that ogre came out of, in the darkness, shadowy mist, it, uh, an arrow comes flying out through the air and hits that ogre in the back. And a second one flies through the air, critically hits the ogre in the back. And Elmon, you see these are elven arrows, and you see an elf uh, striding out from the darkness. Um, and f- even from this distance, you can see he does have a badge of the Aridithil house on him and is shooting at the ogre um, for heavy damage on that second nice. one in particular. Got it. It is a whole new round, and that takes us to Elmon. Um, so the flying armored ember dude, um, can I either like wait until he's kind of flying kind of coming at me and make a melee attack on him okay um i will do so he swoops in you stab with your rapier yes uh 17 to hit pierces through hot armor and hurts him (laughs) okay i wanted hunter's mark but i'll do it at the end uh, he will take um, seven, 16 points of damage on the first attack. I have a question for you. Yes. My question is, is your rapier magical? It sure is. He will take all that damage then. Good job. 17? Yep. Wow. And the second attack is a 25. Ooh. And that will be for nine points of damage. All right. The first blow was big. You sliced him well. There's this metallic sound as he takes the blows. The original ogre zombie was still with a melting ice lance uh, in his chest, steps forward and brings a double-handed morning star down upon Pock. With a 22. I do have resistance. I don't know what that does. Uh, he does 13 points of damage, so it cuts down to six piercing. Okay. And the guy uh, in the armor who's flying overhead takes some heated metal damage. Is that right? On my no? turn. On your turn. Okay. I haven't on, gone yet, so. On his turn, he is attacking with disadvantage, right? Because he's yes. in pain yes. in the armor. 
He is hovering now over you, mm. Elmond. Yeah, Puck? Uh, I just, I have a concentration. I need to make a roll. Oh, okay, go ahead. I took damage. 13. Um, it's 10 or higher. Right. With, it's okay. constitution save, 10 or higher. Okay. Okay, um, Elmond, he's now above you, also, trading blows. Also, I hunter marked him. Okay. At the end of that turn. Good point. He brings down his great sword, his spectral great sword down upon you. Elmon, I don't think this is going to be anywhere near. Oh, well, not good. 17 uh, is his target number. He got an 11. His sword swings by, and you can tell it is not made of normal metal, mm-hmm. and you are glad it did not touch you. I am. Um, Rill, you are up. Uh, as the... Uh Preacher passes, I whisper undead sweet nothings in its ear <laughs> as uh, the dissonant whisper spell tries to land upon it. Um, on the, the armored guy flying around? Yes. Okay. Also, he takes damage from you. Uh, in, in just a bit. Oh, okay. Because uh, that requires a bonus. So um, You can lead with it. I know, but I like it this way. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, it will have to make a wisdom saving throw right now. Wisdom saving throw coming up. Can I have a uh, D6? Have as many D6 as you want. Okay. Wisdom saving throw is a 13. Fails. Takes a full brunt. <laughs> Four damage. Sucks. <laughs> what kind of damage is this? Uh, this damage is psychic. Okay, he does take all of that. Four points, got it. Four points, psychic. Uh, It must, since it failed, it doesn't like the dissonant whispers, it must move as far away from me as possible. Oh. Uh, To which I follow up with uh, the damage with uh, the burning mail. And it takes seven more points of damage of the heated seven more and it must immediately use its reaction if available so it is moving quickly this way and flies into that building as it's incorporeal as needed and flies and disappears in that building to get away from you does that elicit an opportunity attack uh no it has to be under its own volition um, I feel the creature does not move around far. Successful save. Okay, that's it. It continues to be at disadvantage if it does not remove the piece of armor. All right, that was seven additional points of damage. Yep, got it. Avius, <laughs> uh, mo- most annoying. Uh, the hound is going yeah. after the new ogre. The no, not the new one. The, the old new one's one. pretty damaged, right? By the other arrows. Elf, so the old, old ogre. So that is a, a 21. That's a hit. And wow, that's 23 points of damage. Whoa. Nice. That was to ogre number two, 23 points of damage. Chomp. Done. And then Avius, you have a turn. Yeah. I guess if he's still standing, then Avius is going to do... These ogre zombies are big, fat, meaty chunks of hit points. uh, Avius is going to do... Fireball. 
All right, you have the attention. Or fire of the bolt. I mean. Table. Okay, fire bolt is different. Fire bolt. Fire. You have the attention of the table. <laughs> yes. All right, that's disadvantage. Okay. Because the guy's right in your face, range attack. And Puck, you're going to be up. Yep. It's a 12. 12 hits. And I want to reroll that one because I wasn't. Okay. Uh, f- five points. Five points of flame. Shh. Lights him up. Puck. I'm going to back up five feet. Well, six feet, actually. And uh, ice knife again. This Stepping time. back. You are side by side with horses, and they are very agitated now. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't buy me horses. Um... Doing another ice this, knife? Yeah, but level two this time, not level three. Uh, 23. That's a big hit. Five points of damage. He rolls a four on his deck save. Uh, two. My saves are failing. An additional eight. Eight damage. points of damage. Icy goodness. More ice. You have two icy spears sticking out of it, and it still keeps coming. Puck is done. Uh, ogre number two slams uh, its big morning star. A pretty darn good hit on this invisible creature, uh, but does no damage on your hound and spends its time slamming the ground trying to find this uh, phantasmal hound, and its action is over. The elven archer slowly steps a little closer, fires more arrows. And hits and hits the new ogre, the third ogre zombie that's right in front of Elmon. Hits it twice. And Elmon... No, you are not next. That zombie gets to go. It is charged, charged, charged down this road right towards you, Elmon. Raises up its morning star with two hands and slams it down with a big old miss. The arrow shoots it in the back. It spins around in anger and doesn't get an attack off at all. And Elmon, you are next. Ooh, choices. Um, I will, since it's right. So this, uh, the 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 mailed creature is not coming back presently. You do not see him. No. Okay. Um, I will attack the uh, guy that's that the archer has been Peppering? attacking. Yes. He's got like. Four arrows sticking out of him. Yeah, now he's going to have a sword sticking in him. Okay. Uh, ten to hit. Hits. Uh, nine points of damage on the first attack. Okay. And the second attack is uh, eleven. Okay. That's a good hit. Stab, stab. Uh, for Repeatedly. twelve points of damage. Ooh, big hit. Stabby, stabby. Lots of whatever little blood it has is oozing out for sure. The ogre, the original ogre zombie who has got the Sorry, ice Puck. sticking out oh, of him. There. He charges good job. at you, Puck. Yeah, you've been ice knifing the shit out of that thing. <clears throat> Puck, he grabs onto you with his free hand oh, no. and pulls you right into the ice lances in his belly. Oh. Stabbing you for 14 points of seven. cold damage. Oh, cold damage. Is that going to... My stone skin, is that going to hold up? Uh, I think stone skin is... What does stone skin read? I think it's all... Non-magical, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. It gets you. Full on? Yes. And you are currently uh, 
Currently, you're currently being worn by him. Yeah. Uh, and you, Rill, you're up, followed by Avius. Uh, can I still sense that creature that's out there? Um, no. Elmon with Hunter Mark, you can, and it is moving further through the buildings away. Okay. Okay, so then we'll call that concentration broken at that point for the distance. 60 feet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Rill, where is young Puck on the battlefield? Oh, way over by the horses. Way over. Oh, dealing with a guy, no less. Yeah, Puck's toe-to-toe. He just took me, like, and used my own magic. Gave him a good hug. That is not cool. Against me. No, it's bullshit. (laughs) what I think it is. (laughs) Uh, and that's an ogre, yes? Yes. Uh, so I run up behind the ogre. I believe I can do so. Freely. Yeah, 30 feet away. You dance across the spectral street. <laughs> and what happens? I, I, I simply tap on him and uh, I assault him with vicious mockery. You're not so big. You're not so undead. And I poke him. <laughs> I'm very undead. I'm very undead. That's very cruel of you. <laughs> he has to make a wisdom save. Why would you say that? He has a zero on his wisdom save. That's Ooh. the worst saving throw I've ever rolled. That's awesome. How do you get a zero? Minus two is his wisdom. He takes one point of psychic joke damage. Yeah, he does not care at all about that. I'll take uh, it though. And he will suffer the disadvantage that and follows. Disadvantage. All right. Abius. Um, the hound. Am I able to uh, not be like behind him, but to the side to? You can't get you very close to the ad- very agitated horses, though. Um, how about the other side? <laughs> uh, you don't have the distance to reach that. Okay, here or there. I'll just have to be with, deal with agitated horses. Okay. I want to be able to touch Puck eventually. Yeah, you can get over to there. Okay. The hound is going after that ogre again. The. Yeah. No. Yes. The second one got it. Uh, 17 hit. 17 hits. Vicious, invisible bites. How frustrating <laughs> for this ogre. Only 17 points of damage. 17. Jeez. More chunks are ripped off that just further enrages this ogre. And what's your action, Avius? Firebolt. Firebolt to the same guy? Yeah. Uh, disadvantaged. That's right. Um, 12. Is a hit. And 8 points. All right, he is looking pretty weak, by the way. And he's stumbling, swinging wildly. Uh, <clears throat> you can see tons of exposed bones. It's pretty bad for him. Puck, you've got a friend right by your side and this um, confused like, ogre. And him, a bard. Right? <laughs> you are stuck to him. You're, you're almost being worn like a belt. <laughs> um, that looks painful, Master Buck. <laughs> well, so for the first time, I'm going to... Draw Shieldbiter's Bane. All right. The sword that Olgrim and once It wielded. comes with theme music. Yeah. <laughs> What's the theme music? <laughs> Sounds like Halo. <laughs> and attempt to stab this guy. Like, draw it out and, like, to give myself leverage to kind of pull myself off of him. Okay. You can but make. But I'm going to hit him and then, like, use if, if I can. Sure. You have so a choice. Then I'll give you two handed ch- with him. It's. Um, his choice. Yeah. Oh, two, two-handed. Um, yeah, okay, so hold on, hold on. So you have to decide if you're going to do two-handed, you said? You will have to draw... No, you're good there. Uh, two-handed. 
Uh, your choice is you can have advantage to strike him because he's right there and you can start carving and carving into him, or you can do a regular attack to strike him and then try to le get leverage to get off of him. Oh, if I can have advantage, I'm gonna need You're it. gonna stay put yep. and just start For sure. All right. <laughs> 19. 19 is a hit. Yeah. Uh, for 10 points of damage. Yeah. That is not your forte. No. At all. Maybe. Maybe it should be. <laughs> and you desperately are just hacking and wedging in. You essentially get one big cut and then you're just grinding in and widening the wound. Um, somewhere, somewhere in an inn, Olgrim is like, so proud of him. <laughs> <laughs> Olgrim's cleaning a mug and he just stops and gets yeah. up into the air like oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> the ogre who's been being mauled viciously by this hound uh, strikes a decent attack but gets nothing because he cannot hurt the hound is totally focused on this beast <laughs> Thank God the for a low intelligence. Elven mm. Archer fires another two shots, one of which hit the third ogre zombie uh, square, and that third ogre zombie is attacking you, Elmon. With a 17. That'll hit. Hits you with his Morningstar for 13 piercing damage. Which I'm assuming I never explicitly stated that I was bringing my buckler, but I probably, I mean, I would have sure. though. I mean, so that was a miss then. Oh, okay. He misses. And Elmon, you're up. Yay! Um, okay, I will attack the uh, ogre that has so far been peppered with arrows by the other archer. Okay. Uh, natural one. Mm. All right, you miss and slip in the gore. In the ghoul gore? You are able to get back on your feet, but you lose your second attack. All right, very well. Uh... The ogre zombie reaches, ignores this sword of revenge, cutting and digging into it, reaches out with its hand and grabs onto you, Rill. What? No. With a 21, grabs you and pulls you into the second ice knife yeah. that was sticking out of him. What was the damage we did on that one? I think it was 14. Uh, I'm, I think oh. what I'm going to do here, if I may, sure. is uh, while he's he's trying to pick me up, okay. I'm uh, essentially making uh, 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 horrible, awful screeching noises. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Try and dislodge Whee! myself with yeah, <laughs> uh, with uh, with cutting words All right. to try to foil its roll a bit. Uh, you said a 21? 21. I need to get that down. Need a big number. A whammies. Nice. What'd you roll? I rolled an eight. So it's a 13 to hit you? And it's a missed. miss. <laughs> he picks you up. There's this weird squealing and it just drops you. <laughs> what is this? <sighs> done, done. Rill, you're up. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so Rill has that. And Navius, you're next. Ba -ba 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 -ba. I haven't done much of the attacks. Got five seconds. Four, three, two, one. Vicious mockery. Okay. He rolls a wisdom save. Wisdom save. He's been a master of these <clears throat> with a four. Fails magically and takes another one point. Of okay. It's You're annoying me <laughs> with these one points to these guys. That's the annoying And part. he's at disadvantage for his next attack. I need to remember. All right. Uh, Avius. 
Okay, uh, the hound. <sighs> Against the same ogre? Yeah. Poor guy. He has 12 hit points left. Um, 14 to hit. Is a hit. Christ. And he's way gone. Three eights, a six, and a five. <laughs> <laughs> it is chewed up in half. And two sections of the ogre just magically just get ripped in half. You can see briefly, because you are on the side of the ghostly hound, you can see it just for a nanosecond, and it's this invisible thing just covered in dead ogre blood, and then it fades into invisibility again. Uh, and then it you licks have a, itself off. You have a return. Um, then I'm gonna do Firebolt. Firebolt across the street over towards the puck-wearing ogre. Puck! Don't move! <laughs> Hopefully melt the uh, ice, yeah, ice spears. Okay, 24 <laughs> is a hit. and 10 damage. 10 damage is enough. Puck, you have been melted free, and the ogre takes 10 points of damage. Big flame lights up. It is still standing, and it is moving slow and is not happy. Puck, you are up. I'm going to do a... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press my luck here. And, you land uh, on your feet. You got the sword in your hands. And swipe like a champion. All right. For a 13. Is a hit. This is not what he's supposed to be doing. Seven points of damage. Seven Ow. points of damage. Where is he at? Uh, Puck, I'll let you describe how this creature falls. Oh, so I go up right into his gut. Just, uh, a stabbing. Just, just obliterate him. Like, right through the middle of him. Knock him backwards and stand on him and take the sword out like Arthur from the rock. <laughs> okay. David and Goliath <laughs> moment. The boy will be king! <laughs> Zombie 2 is dead. Archer fires. The elven archer down the road fires, hits two times. The ogre be about damn dead. is almost damn dead, is still clinging to life, has no reason to run, however. Does not believe in that. And it is its turn, and it is trying to kill you, Elmon with a 22 oh, yeah. smashing you for 13 more piercing damage. How long is a potion of invulnerability uh, last lasts for? a minute. So you're good. Okay, so 13, so 6. 6, and it is your turn. 6 okay. points of damage to Elmo. Uh, I intend to finish this thing. Um, with a gleam, gleam in my eye, um, realizing this is the last enemy, I joyfully slice into this thing uh, with a Non-natural 20 to start. Hit. Doing uh, nine, 14 points of damage. You kill it with your blow. Yay. It drops down. You lose control of your weapon as it has almost nearly swallowed your blow as it bent down to get you. And then once it crashes, you draw your weapon from its throat. Can I still tell where the creature with the hunter's mark on it is? Uh, you cannot. Okay. But it, which means it's retreated. Gone. Yeah. Run away like last time. Yeah. After Old a bitch. few moments, there is a decrease in the mist. It starts to fade. Darkness starts to uh, fall away. And morning, bright, cold morning light fills the avenues. 
and you are surrounded by some people who are walking, uh, just starting to walk into the area. There is gore and viscera <laughs> everywhere. And three or four people just stop. You hear the woman with her son at the shop across the road. She gives out a terrifying scream as you guys are standing over some cow slaughterhouse. Someone's just like like cleaning his blade off on like like whatever ghoul cloth there was or whatever. People hear him. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't know where it's coming from. I'm just going to leave it in the middle of the road. <laughs> and uh, Elmano um, look up at the archer and he comes uh, uh, running over quickly says come with me quick to all of us uh, to Elmon then he go. takes uh, 5d8 points of spectral hound damage no, <laughs> what the hell no I dismiss I dismiss Harry okay, Harry, Harry the hound Harry that's hound. awesome uh, keeping that nearby yeah, that's I'm pretty handy keep him over here it's like an improved version of the flaming sphere of yeah. you can't move it, but it's heavy damage blocking yeah. the area. All right, uh, let's go. Let's you guys go. hustle. You don't get far before you hear the distant clang of a guard tower um, going off. It's another bell. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys are led down some smaller streets. What's the physical condition of the team, Puck? Oh, Puck's beat up a little bit. Elmon is a little bit too, but the wizard and the bard are full health. Okay, great. As uh, we're running, I will cast a Cure Light Wounds on Puck Oh, for nine hit points. Thank you. Kind of a lose-lose <laughs> for him. If it's a low roll, he doesn't get the health. If it's a high roll, he gets showed up. And, uh... Uh, just a measly first level same one. On himself. Okay, level two. Level two. Four. God damn it. Uh, nine. Nine, <laughs> nine more. I too. <laughs> oh we'll no! It's the battle of the wounds. wounds. But I will do it at level three. <laughs> uh, he's pretty well off right now. He's up in the forties. Are you in the forties? Yeah, forty. I'm only ten off. Of oh, full. I saw the twenties still, and I was like, oh. oh, ah, you're pretty good. Yeah, unless you. You, know? you get nothing. <laughs> uh, you are led through the streets. Elmon, you catch up with the elf, and he's walking briskly. He's got his bow um, around his uh, shoulder. He says to you, I, I introduced myself. Go ahead, do it. Elmon Yabael, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance. You keep interesting company, Elmon Yabael. I look back at my party. And, uh, I'm, I've got like an ogre head I'm playing with. <laughs> it's a new disguise. <clears throat> I've been tracking you overnight. Your group had some interesting cargo they stole from us the yesterday, and I was able to not only find you, but able to ascertain exactly who you are. You have a bit of a reputation. <clears throat> I'm not sure if that's good or bad. He says, come with me to Aridithil's home, how, the house of Aridithil. And he takes you oh, there. Follow. Um, and who's the rest of the group? I keep thinking there's an extra. Oh, that was Brock. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, briefly. Oh, so his head left. got caved in. Brock, yeah. Cube his brains are yeah. scattered across the Join street. Join the goo out in the street. He'd seem like a bad apple, but... Eh. I mean, you He know, was not... 
guilty of all the people. Uh, Elmon saying he's cool? No, I said he seemed like a bad apple. So you would not have slit his throat as far. Is that what you're saying? Uh... It would have been an in-the-moment decision. He like, was going like, to burn down halfling homes. It, it, he totally was. Yeah. He was a piece of shit. <laughs> like I said. <laughs> like, I didn't, I was playing him in, he I didn't want He seemed like a bad apple, but he had, you know, he at least redeemed himself a little bit there at the end, but. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. Uh, no, he fr- just, he just thought he was doing chaos shit. I'm not saying I wouldn't have, like, he thought he like was running finished with the new him crew. off if he was laying there, but. <laughs> he didn't know he was helping the good guys. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Yep. All right. All right. I'm on with a put an arrow in him then. <laughs> Didn't need to. Nope. You are taken to a walled area. The wall is uh, slightly curved. It's not a straight wall. It's slightly curved um, in nature, both uh, vertic- vertically and slightly laterally as well. It has intricate carvings on the outside of uh, leaves and such. There are... Um, uh, far more trees you can see on the other side of it. You approach a gate that is a uh, beautiful um, a wooden gate that uh, is carved in very ornate ways. There are two uh, elven guards just inside that you don't even see, and as you approach, they step uh, into view of the gate as you can see through the gate, and they unlock it. Uh, for your friend, and uh, the lot of you go inside. Inside this place called uh, Arid- I keep getting the name off. Ridrithil. There's an extra R in there. Yeah. Need to make easier names. Aridithils. Aridithils home. Aridithils home is not a home. It is not like any home you have ever seen. This is essentially a the most amazing park you have ever laid eyes on. There are trees that have been carefully cultivated to grow in the most gorgeous of sweeping arcs, the likes of which you have not seen in this city at all, with gorgeous branches that are still full of fall leaves of many hues of orange and, uh, and browns, and the leaves have not fallen, even though all the trees throughout the rest of the city have already lost their leaves in the wintertime. There are paths that cut their way through uh, brushes that are still lush and green. There are gardens filled with uh, amazing uh, rows of flowers that kind of grow naturally, but you can see as have also been cultivated. There are multiple compounds. This is a compound of different uh, homes and uh, structures. Each one gorgeous, uh, made of some stone, but mostly wood with um, a f- f- kind of curved, fluted uh, r- rooftops that are uh, got amazing etchings uh, throughout there. Tend also be raised slightly off the ground. Uh, there are a few elves that walk here and there. There's probably about three or four buildings separated from each other. Think something maybe like a wealthy samurai dojos. You might have the main house and maybe like a training house and maybe a servant court, that type of a concept. And as you walk seemingly endlessly, the fall leaves just kind of are dripping down and flowing down, never quite gathering enough on the ground and always just falling, creating this beautiful... What district is this in? Um, said it, I missed the it. Happy, happy time district. This is in uh, Midtown, the district in there where Middlehawks is at. Um, not next door to it, but 
You never noticed it. Elmon and all of you feel not imprisoned, not in trouble. You feel uh, assured that you're here, especially when the gate comes closed behind you. Uh, Elmon, you feel amazingly right at home. This, you've never been here before, but this feels incredibly peaceful for you uh, and extremely comforting uh, to your soul. Gotcha. The uh, archer who brought you in says, um, you uh, catch your rest here. We will bring uh, food and water and points to some pagoda type thing off to the side and points to you and says, Elman Yabael, you are with me. And some guard escorts the three of you off to one side. Like I said, three of you always means not Elman. You will all be safe here. I am sure. I am certain. There's not going to be any visitors in this hut, is there? Not like last time. <laughs> don't act like you didn't uh, like it. I don't think the elves work quite the same as the bog legs. <clears throat> and Elmon, you are taken around one of the buildings, but not into it. And you are taken to a bench nearby a um, fountain. <clears throat> it is a beautiful fountain of, uh, it's essentially a recreation of a white uh, tower, two towers that are have water that spill out of the tops. It's a very pleasant sound. Leaves continue to fall. The archer stays behind as you walk down this path and towards this bench where sits a beautiful elven maiden who you have seen before. Before parting the archer with the archer, um, I'm, I'm sorry I did not catch your name. He is looking for his name. Where was his name? Uh, he says, Cerselli, and nods. Cerselli? Yes. And wherever Elmon is being taken, I just imagine he's going to get a chance to do a short rest. Thank you, Cerselli. Your assistance was yes. much appreciated and needed. And I start heading towards Glenarin Skycaller, right? All right, that is correct. Yay for notes. <laughs> Archer. Save them. Got it. Saved a note. You walk up a the beautiful Glenarin Skycaller. She stands up. She is wearing a no armor, no weapons, nothing like that. Just a nice um, kind of grayish gown that uh, uh, falls off. Almost like a waterfall style feel to it. She stands up with a uh, smile in her a smile in her eyes, and holds out both hands and uh, takes yours. Uh, yep, I take her hands. All right, give her a little like I like kind of incline like bow my head a little bit. You feel there's a little bit of hesitation, uh, maybe a bit of embarrassment uh, when you hold out your hands with your rough, blood encrusted hands, and her delicate ones hold yours, but. She pulls you over and doesn't seem to care and doesn't pull back away and uh, pulls you down towards the uh, bench and sits you down next to the fountain. It is wonderful to see you again. It's nice to see you as well. I, uh, I'm your, uh, the assistance that Sir Shelley provided us as much was very valuable and, and needed at the time. 
We had heard that some items were stolen from us and had, through some speaking to others in the city, identified it as you and your allies. Yes, that is true. And I have had every intention of making it here to explain to you exactly why that was. You should feel no hesitation about that. You, I had a feeling there was more to you than just a good woodland archer who won a competition. An amazing archer, to, to say it true, and I... My competition wasn't that... That, that challenging, to be honest. <laughs> LaRose gets pissed off on the other side of the city. <laughs> I had hoped to run into you again. Uh, you were excellent company in our uh, get-together after the, after the competition. But from what I've heard recently, there is much more to you. Uh, we have an ally in a tall tower in Old Town who speaks very highly of you and your efforts. Elmon apparently looks confused. I know. Oh, really? The only tower you've been in that had some consequence. I don't know, you've seen one tower, you've seen them all, you know? Should we be concerned with what's going on with the stolen supplies? The... Um... You had the papers. Puck gave them to you. Yeah. I don't know um, if you have them with you, but... I, I wouldn't. Um, the, I can return the the only thing that seemed to be of real merit, the papers. Um, they were part of the ploy of chaos cultists that are my companions and I have been attempting to infiltrate to try to um, disrupt their activities here in the city um I can I will have them return to you um, as soon as possible and will you be able to prevent any further robberies of our goods uh we will not participate anymore and I will do what I can to prevent these cultists from further uh, attempting to steal or uh, bring negative attention to to Eridrithil's house. <clears throat> Leaves continue to fall gently around you in the background. I exp- um, the, the chaos cultist's plan was to burn the um halfling cul-de-sac and and blame the elves um we did not allow that to happen as evidenced by the fact that there was no burning um we prevented that from occurring and disrupted them and but did it without them realizing that it was us that prevented it and still keeping one of our members potentially able to continue to attempt to infiltrate their their ranks well I am no warrior and trust in your judgment in these matters I am also no sorceress I am a 
a guide that leads our elves in the city in directions that protect our interests and keeps us safe. Keep us safe. And she says, may I? And she reaches out a gentle porcelain hand uh, towards your cheek. Yeah, I'm, All right. I I give a nod. She touches your right temple and says, you are safe here, Elmon. Any time you wish, you may come here. This is a sanctuary for you. And she touches your temple and her smile quickly fades to a frown. And she holds... What? I didn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) She holds your uh, temple and your hair a little bit with her hand and uh, puts her fingers into your hair a little bit. And with her frown, there is something in you. Yes. Something very dark and ancient. It's a creature called Morian that is in the under uh, under the city. It's an ancient sorcerer, uh, now undead, attempting to escape from the city. And we've been tasked to, we, we must try and stop it. I um, have heard that name before from history books. It is unfortunately alive and kicking. And I uh, put an arrow into their king, well, into Morian. Wait, I'm trying to think. Hold up. <laughs> is it Gull that's trying to escape? Gull is long gone. Okay. If Gull were alive, the whole nation would be okay. dead. So it is Morian that's attempting to escape. But he's not the undead king. Yeah. They're one and the same. Yep. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. Um... Just had to. Right, there's so many undead. You hand your, you hand your script back off yeah. to like, someone off camera and continue the scene. Mind, please. Um, yeah, I um, our my wizard companion and wandered into there. Uh, A bus goes by and yeah. the wizard's thrown under it. Had <laughs> <laughs> wandered into their domain and in our while we were escaping from it, I. Um, put an arrow into it or attempted to and they've seemed to specifically take a disliking to me now because of that and we've been attacked twice like Sir, um, in the situation that Sir Sully assisted us with um, because of that I can sense things about how they are hunting you and I do not like what I feel I enjoy your company and I (laughs) get out (laughs) I hate hate to say this but your my recommendation is for you to leave the city of Talos and and never return there is magic that I sense of a nature that they are trying to bring forth a hunter specific hunters for you Creatures called revenants. Dark beings, I have no doubt you could defeat with your strength and with the strength of your friends, but these revenants would never stop. Once defeated, will return again and again and again endlessly. 
That is why we must... Like, uh, and I don't, does me leaving this, would me leaving the city stop them? There is a chance they, they have not, the revenants have not been summoned yet. There is a chance they may not be able to find your, the trail to your spirit if you are not within their reach now. A chance? What other option is there? To destroy it. To destroy Morian. Take the fight to him. Prevent him from ever being able to break out of the bounds that he is in. That's the... If if there's a chance that I might not be pursued, that's... And for me, that is not enough. I I must be certain. Or I will be hunted and eventually, potentially, killed from fleeing. How will you stop Morian? How would you begin that? There are Lacian gates. She does not acknowledge that. That there's, there's a way that we can slow his power from growing. Uh, by destroying certain objects of of magic and it's been our intention to do that Um, and eventually we may have to go to the under the city and meet it face to face and deal with it I do not like hearing these words from you I don't like saying them but I feel I have no choice. And the city is in danger on top of that. And I don't know any others that even know of it, much less are capable of <coughs> attempting to deal with it. Seems our myself and my companions are the ones currently best suited to at least attempt to destroy this. Well, may the blessings of nature and your skill lead you to victory and help keep us safe. Despite my friend's rough nature, they are good-hearted and seek for the safety of the city, I believe. Your conversation continues on for, uh, for quite a bit longer. She tries to gear the conversation away from that since she's not going to persuade you to leave. It's fun. And I don't like talking about it. <laughs> She talks about other things, and uh, you have a nice conversation about politics, about where the elves are, are there any representatives in the Council of Twenty, that kind of a thing, and um, uh, that kind of stuff. And she she tries not to pry too much, because when she goes, uh, so you know what a tribunal is? <laughs> and you're like, yeah, okay, you kind of give her the signal that I don't want to talk about this. Uh, and you have a nice conversation and you guys all have a good time uh, relaxing and refreshing. The short rest does happen. Uh, I believe, uh, Tim, you were asking about that. And... Um, it, I will use some hit dice. Sure. Ooh. And you guys, um, it's time for to bid farewell. It is late afternoon at this point. 
And as you are leaving, the guards are opening the gate. Uh, Glenarin is uh, saying uh, goodbye to you all and introducing herself if you haven't met her already. And um, she says, I, I have not made your acquaintance to you, Rill. Why, I am real Stumpfrenner, and it is a pleasure to meet high elven nature. And I have she- not seen your kind in the region. When I traveled, I had the pleasure of one or two very short visits, but I am in awe. This is a bit of an oasis in a city of industry and at times darkness that we are very honored to have. I wish you all well in your endeavors. And you, she grabs Elmon by both hands and um, uh, looks you in the eyes and brings your hands together and takes a locket out from around a necklace out from around her neck with a locket and places it in your battered hands with her delicate ones and closes it up. Damn. She says, when the time is dire and the dead are closing on all sides, you will know when to use this and may it be of aid. And she holds your hands tightly and smiles and watches as you leave. I spare her a look back. (laughs) (laughs) You spared a couple looks. (laughs) All right. You guys leave the uh, compound. The um, gorgeous gate is gently closed behind you. And you are immediately caught off guard by the cacophony of the streets and the smells again and the loudness and the sounds and the tightness of the street and uh, the urban nature of everything hits you like a wall. That was a magical place, Selman. Thank you for making it possible for us to visit. I'm glad we were all able to. And now for a longer rest? <laughs> Puck's looking oh, Puck. I'm real looking a little tired. <laughs> On the way back, Puck wants to stop by a weaponsmith and look at some shields. Okay. Can you wield a shield? What do I need? I don't think druids can without canceling. It, it says light armor, a, medium armor, and shields. They need to use a wooden, wooden shield. shield. That's fine. Um... Yeah, shields are shields. More or less something, I mean, maybe to beef up uh, taking a hit, but uh, to attune that gem to is what I'm looking for specifically. Okay. Um, I've been engaged in a lot more hand-to-hand combat lately. Kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just a wooden shield. That's fine. Uh, yeah, you can find such a... Yeah, just like a small, like, uh, kite shield. Uh, we're gonna give you, um, just due to its wooden nature and balancing out, a plus one to your armor class style shield. Okay. Uh, it's not fancy, and but it'll do the job. You feel the weight, and it feels good. Okay. And you're good to go. And Elmon's shield is plus one too, right? Like just plus one to his AC. Oh uh, yeah, it's the smaller armor shield plus one to yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right, you guys are heading back and getting a good night, good night's rest. Woo. Um, get all your spells back. 
Half your max hit points, half your hit dice. I do want to attune that gem to the shield if possible. Uh, you would, that wouldn't go Take in two. place of your night's rest then. It's an eight hour process. That's fine. So you will not get back any of your spells. Oh, God. And be exhausted. Okay. No, never mind. <laughs> okay. You got to find the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're going to change the rules a little bit. You spend your hit dice, then get back half your hit dice. That's the order. Shield is going to be five gold. Perfect. Okay. Can I swing by and see my old friend LaRose? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go more for the sister than him. Uh, they do not have any new arrows for you, unfortunately. Okay. Fair enough. No, I have not had a chance to restock. And that is said to you in, we don't have any new arrows for <laughs> the you. The door slammed. <laughs> All right, what is your plan of attack? Another day of rest. <laughs> <laughs> we we need to we need to get on. Say say to Xavius. Fine. <laughs> we need to get on uh, f- finding these uh, these gates these yeah. magical we to, gates. We have to find the the mausoleum in the necropolis and. Uh-oh. We have to 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 unlock the to to uh um what am I trying to say here? We need to dispel that magical lock. That's what that's what um Amarel Amariel asked us to do. Yes. Amariel. Amariel. That means to go beyond the wall. Not an easy place. And darkness is our enemy. What? Um. It's morning now, if that matters. Well. What assistance could Amariel give us in this know. effort? I think she's already given us what pointed, assistance. She's pointed us the way. She I think intended. it's up to us now. I don't. I think if she was planning on giving us any more assistance, she would have at the time. We do have the benefit, uh, if we go soon, the bells that uh, whatever is hunting you uh, should be a significant amount of time before they come again. Over breakfast, uh, Puck wants to brag to, uh, not brag, but like, uh, excitedly retell the story of uh, Shieldbiter's Bane to uh, Olgrim. Just it's like a little like excited kid. Does Olgrim have a response? Oh yeah! <laughs> wow, that's wonderful, Puck. Well done, well done. The Joe, I took him down by myself. It was great. I should, I should write a book. I call it Puck and His Adventures. <laughs> oh, makes my heart warm. The Puck Four. <laughs> the Puck Four. Goblin <laughs> <Not one> Force. <laughs> All right. That was it. Just, What's your plan? Um, we still have this cultist to deal with too. I'd. We need to take care of the Lycian Gate first. I Let's think. Let's go. Would you not agree? After our second encounter, I'm still new to the craziness of what you do. Well, but you have my support. You've been with us like through. three days. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> well, I mean, our whole our whole time together, the whole campaign's been like, like a, a weekend. Weeks. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, it hasn't been that long, but um, <clears throat> I mean, you've been you, know, you you have as much a stake as the rest of us at this point. It's you the know, cult is is still a priority for me, but I understand the pressing need of this. We either need, I mean, today or tomorrow at the latest, I think, is when we need to set off for the lacing, the, the mausoleum. Yes, uh, the sooner the better. Uh, uh, he's only getting stronger as we wait. As yes, if, I understand. If this happens a, a third time, we would know whether or not they're getting closer, uh, they're happening more frequently. But I... Not, Do not relish the thought. Not super interested in waiting to find out. I would go immediately. I would go now. Well. That well, Elmon stands up and <laughs> starts walking that way. All right. But I don't. But what, what about you, other two? Elmon is left. Geared up and left. This is how he's roll. gone. <laughs> <laughs> One person goes and the rest just lightly <laughs> back him up. That's the truest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Maybe a couple reluctant don't go in there, but they end up going in afterward. <laughs> okay. Everyone uh, files out in a reluctant line and meets up out in the streets and walks across the town towards the large wall of a new district of the city, a district you've never been to called the Necropolis. Not your normal district. You will not find quaint shops and warehouses and fountains here. You will not find a more wretched hive of <laughs> scum and villain. Lots of candy skulls, though. <laughs> candy. There was more there. You approach <laughs> near the North Market. Uh, some of the you've been there a lot recently. And not, again, too far away from the avenue you just had that battle at from Amariel's um, home. Uh, not too far away from there. There is a large, tall wall that stretches f wide across this, um, the, this edge of the city, stretches high up into the sky. And there is one large uh, gate house that leads to it. It is open. And so you guys walk right on up. Outside are two guards, and they appear to be just having a casual conversation. But as you get close, they do not appear to be normal guards. They are dressed in some uh, much nicer uh, half-plate armor. They carry themselves with uh, uh, a regalness of... Um, important men as opposed to city guards and they do not have the emblems of the city guards either on them and one of which um sees you and says good morning yes good. oh yeah good morning behind him you see just tons and tons of uh tombstones of gentle rolling hills. It's just a big area of the town that's cordoned off for the dead. You are not normal city guards. Whom do you represent? 
Or are you caretakers of this land? He says, no, we are keepers of the veil. We keep an eye on the comings and goings, mostly attempted goings in the necropolis. <laughs> we have... We're just here to die. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're just picking out our spots. <laughs> have been said. <laughs> we are wishing to pass through here. The second keeper of the veil uh, stomps over in his armor and big swords, big shields strapped to their backs, steps up and says, don't I know you? It's the guy that wrestled Olgrim, right? It is. Yeah. Like, I indeed you do. You uh, had a friendly competition with our companion at the uh, fair, and you wrestled our our friend, our other friend here as well. Oh, yes! The Muddy Goblin! That was a good show! It was fun! Good show! What brings you here to our place? See, time to attend a loved one? You could say that. We are here to investigate the grounds. There has been some disturbances we are checking on. He turns to his friend and says, Adventurers! The other guy says, Yes, adventurers! But we do wish to pass. Would you allow us to do so? You may come and go as you please. Just know that you may have some challenges getting out after dark as we are not keen to open the gates once the sun has fallen. I am understanding of that. Are either of you, uh, Imon? That is me. Ah, yes. Yes. Just you- wanted to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> A little behind. Avius. <laughs> Avius now just catches up to the group. <laughs> Avis Katorum. Uh, yeah, you, you, you remember? No, I don't recall, no. no. I discovered the Katorum Island. I don't see much nautical islands. I'm here all the time, as my duty requires. Oh, how unfortunate. You should understand that we occasionally get the small band of adventurers from time to time, and... Uh, there were six that, uh, did not make it out, uh, about two months ago. The other guard says, yeah, it was two months ago. Why were they here? Seeking some sort of treasure or that, um, they weren't too specific. Grave robbing? <laughs> no, we make sure that's not the case, but there are certain graves we don't care if are robbed or not. Again, our concern... Which ones are those? (laughs) (laughs) Our concern is what transpires through this gate. What's beyond, he says, motioning towards all the tombstones, is not much of our business. But you do know what lies out there. We fight to keep some things away from the city. That is the purpose of the Keepers. Is it just the two of you? No, there's a battalion of, not a battalion, there'd be too many, but there's a, uh, an array of us here in this uh, gatehouse. You see, the gatehouse doesn't look like much on this side. On the other side, there are huge battlements and arrow slits and half-outset towers. 
Um, <clears throat> it's very militaristic facing the interior of the necropolis. On the outside, it's almost like a flat wall with a couple of windows. Amon looks up at the, like, sun, see how far it's gotten okay. since we started talking. It's about 10 in the morning. <laughs> we may uh, want to uh, enroll your uh, services. How so? As uh, guards, accompaniment uh, into the necropolis, uh, into uh, the mausoleum. You seem to misunderstand, uh, old man. We are not mercenaries for hire. We are men dedicated to this cause, and our vow is to stay and protect any entrance or exit of the dead. We will not accompany you nor anyone. Many business you take in here is at your own risk. The there are waivers you must see is uh, at stake. I cannot tell you how many times we have heard that. <laughs> From whom? We are not mere uh, grave robbers. Uh, we are have uh, a very important duty. Amon uh, looks back up at the sun. <laughs> if it helps, your spawn point is right over here. <laughs> again, these are the very words we hear time and time again from different adventuring groups in here. Some with the backing of the Losian church, some more looking to steal and get away, some with noble causes we have believe, and some do not make it back. Is there a... Um a structure of a mausoleum in on the horizon here, or uh, yep. is it? There is. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, you perhaps... can also see uh, there's. Sorry, interrupt. You can see uh, there's also uh, two different people out there uh, at two different graves. Okay. Amon says, "Thank you for your time," and starts heading yeah. towards the mausoleum. <laughs> <Okay>. Right on its <laughs> heels. All right, leaving Rill and Avius behind. I give a twirl of my cap and thank you for your service. Dash off. Be back before See dark. How it feels, Avius. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, oh, um. Well, I must go. Misty step. <laughs> <laughs> he gets embarrassed or nervous. Misty step. <laughs> You didn't see me. He accidentally toots. Mr. Stem. <laughs> it was it was Harry the Hound. <laughs> you smelled it, you nailed it. Uh, all right. The group walks and enters the necropolis. Um, your first few steps, you feel what little warmth of the sun. It almost feels like it disappears. A cold wind just lightly stirs throughout the necropolis. The light snow that I mentioned from a few days ago that has melted everywhere still clings to the dirt and uh, brown grass on these gentle rolling-ish hills uh, in this massive, massive graveyard. You, uh, There are small paths that lead past these different graves, so this district's avenues just lead to more burial spots. There are mausoleums, there are more hills, and there's, uh, it's, a, it's a rather expansive area for a graveyard, and you can see the ends of it, um, and just trying to make sense of where you need to go. Uh, and they're like a kiosk with a map. Uh, you, you are, are dead here. We need, to, <laughs> we need to find the mausoleum with the green glass. Yes. 
And I didn't take any notes in that uh, talking hey, to. I got uh, a big, uh, we, uh, talking to Amory. Is there anything so, like that? Yeah, the capstone? Is it uh, um, anything like that about? Rill and Puck may make investigation rolls. Twelve. Three. Okay. Um, you're looking, you're not spotting anything like that, and just taking some time, precious time in Elmon's mind is yeah. slipping away. Uh, Puck, you do see something odd that catches your eye. To the, <laughs> to the left. About, uh, not in the middle of this area, but to the, um, a third of the way uh, uh, off of the wall is a rather large pond or small lake type area. A bridge crosses it, and in the middle of the lake are gorgeous trees, rich, lush, green trees and bushes, and it looks warm and inviting. Um, Definitely fits your style, if you will. Uh, and seems completely out of place here. Um, Alias and Elmon may also make investigation rolls, please. Hmm. Uh, 25. Jeez. I defer to Avius. All right. Avius, you spot on the almost opposite direction of that uh, island a <clears throat> large structure, a massive mausoleum, um, something that might hold multiple bodies, um, very long, tall, very old, parts of it look crumbling, and it is the largest structure uh, here in the necropolis. And then, nowhere near it, across some hills past many, <clears throat> many, many graves, you see a another mausoleum that has a uh, glass dome to it that matches Puck's request. The green glass? Yes, it is green. Oh, uh, this way. And Avius walks that way. All right. Follow Avius. Follow Avius. You head that way. It is um, cold. It is quiet except for a wind that blows. There are no other people that you can see. You dip down a bit on these rolling hills and cannot see the, um, even the gatehouse uh, from where you're at. And you approach this mausoleum. The whole place has an eerie feeling uh, about it. Um, And let's have Elmon make a perception roll, please. Natural one. All right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> totally and the ground fine. opens and it swallows us up and we die. You are here at a mausoleum. It has big doors that are sealed shut. It's got a uh, dome across it that is uh, green glass that's very, very weathered, though. It, it's completely uh, opaque. And uh, it's got old brass or copper uh, hinges on the door that looks like they haven't been used and are very weathered. And there's uh, a, a rubbly, a grubby brownish grass that grows up around the edges. There aren't many people that take care of this place. It's not completely run down, but it's not pleasant. Are there any names outside? Uh, 
near the entrance or yeah you can brush across brush aside some vines and see some writing underneath them and it says it has some names of Lewardson on there bingo this is the one is any of them D or H Lewardson um yes this is the one (laughs) (laughs) very good we should be careful venturing inside now. We have spent a deal of time out here. We could, um... It's, uh, almost noon. We could come back at dawn tomorrow. Maximize our, our time. Or... Yeah, how how far... To get back out to the gate, are we away? Um, uh, it's, uh, I'd say not that long, like a 10 f- minute walk. I don't know how long this will take. We could take a quick peek in, but. Let's do that. Okay. Uh, the dead won't wait. <laughs> we'll just, uh. I don't think that's the way the saying goes. Oh. Make sure that we don't go any further than than half the time that we have, and and make our way back out. Real starts tugging on the uh, the doors to try to get in. All right, you start tugging on the doors, and the doors are resilient and require a bit of strength. Make a strength roll for me. Elmon will pitch in. <laughs> uh, you may have advantage with Elmon's help. <laughs> Avius pitches in. No, you have disadvantage. Take it away. A nineteen. All right. You That's pull. Pure halfling pull. energy. You've got uh, Elmon over your shoulder, who starts uh, leaning in and pulling as well, and the door creaks open. Has not been used in the longest time, so you're not quite sure about the validity of Amariel's, um, yeah, information. What did she say about it? But the doors would be well lubed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a there's a lock that right. we need to. That's a magical lock that we need to hold the metal aspect of. I guess I did take some dispel, notes, but <laughs> dispel it, which I have the I have a, a fresh ready to use spell. Um, just filling my pants. <laughs> As we walk through the door. Uh, help, someone help me close this door. I, uh, real does so. Okay. okay. And then I cast Arcane Lock. Cast it here, but not on the guard shack, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I believe the things that we're worried about are in here. Much Just giving you a hard time. Necropolis at large. Just and, giving you a hard uh, time. What's the password to get out just in case you're not with us on the way back? Uh, yeah. Why is it, um, what, who, what does it matter? <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> he runs <down>. <laughs> It's <laughs> not pineapple. <laughs> and it opens. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Avius whispers. He motions the four of us to to get, everyone gets really close to Avius, leaning very close. It's 
Oh God, sweet Lord, please help me. Get me out of here. <laughs> Not sweet Lord, oh God. <laughs> oh God, sweet Lord. Which one is it? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> the password for this door will be Harry. Okay. Weird, but okay. Harry it is. <laughs> I'm not writing it down to make this fun later. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be funny when you're the only one alive. Harry the other three. <laughs> fleeing the undead beasts, and you reach the door, and you're going to be like, oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> and really, that should be the password. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is I'm assuming it's dark in here. It is dark. You and Avius cannot see. There is a little bit of light coming in uh, from above, but again, it's that almost frosted, worn, dark glass. Are there any like wall yeah. sconces or, or anything? Yeah, or uh, oil um, brazers, uh, oil pockets. You know, where they for Bra- lighting. Bra- brazers. brazers, yes. Brazers, rapier. Um, yes. yes. Uh, I'll start putting together some torches with there's a, classic uh, Indiana Jones. There's a lantern type thing that they have here for... Oh, I okay. have some torches in my pack. You need them. This is a good oil lantern. I mean, okay, Indy. As they're talking, <laughs> I use a cantrip to light it. No! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Defeating! Riddle. He put- turns it off and then turns it on again. Put <laughs> <laughs> the lantern away. The lantern is lit up. There is light. Oh, there's light. Okay. It's an old lantern used by people that are visiting the mausoleum. As you guys were arguing. (laughs) (laughs) Inside, you see there is uh, dried blood on the floor in streaks that move away from your door further in. Um... I know there's no, you know, precise way to do this, but Elman is, you know, making mental note of the time and, you know, kind of trying to keep track of the actual passage of time, paying attention to how long things are taking. Okay. All right. He's right behind me, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You see there are a couple... um, uh, uh, grave-type slots in the wall that are closed and sealed. They have names uh, scrawled on there that mean nothing to you, and it appears that you, it's a slightly curved-style room, and there's two ways to go. One way quickly ends at more of these uh, graves slotted into the wall, and you walk the other way, and there are a few steps that descend down towards... Is that where the blood leads? Yes. Towards a door. Amandras' bow. Bow is out. Avius casts Earth Armor. Not a lot of room here. Are you sure you want to use that? Well, there's enough room. Okay. Shoom. Avius' skin flashes to stone for a moment. Real puck, you guys good? Uh, My armor is off. Okay. I'll, I'll draw the shield biter's bane. Why do you do that? What? This? Yeah. The armor reappears. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, yes. <laughs> you should see my clapper armor. 
<laughs> he just turns into a mini tank. <laughs> Any uh, spells you want to cast, Rill? Uh, no, but I do want to um, uh, prepare if we have a moment for like just doing and preparing. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll prepare uh, the silent spell. Okay. What do you mean by prepare? It's the ritual. Uh, that won't work like that. No? No. I'm new to the That's all right. Rituals are normally uh, well outside of combat um, to do uh, an effect that doesn't take a, uh, a spell slot, but you can't prepare it that way and then launch it in the middle of combat like that. That's not the intent behind it. Something I'll have to clarify sure. later. Sure, sure, sure. Elmon will also cast Pass Without a Trace. All right. It's concentration up to an hour. You feel as you guys are shifting gear and getting ready and talking softly, there's a, 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 a deader sound to everything, and everyone sounds a, a little bit more quiet towards each other, and you're passing without a trace quietly. That also else? help us keep track of the time, potentially. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, <laughs> Spell clock. Yeah. I mean, it's an hour, so. All right. What next? Let's go through this. Can we tell how old the blood is? Uh, Make a medicine roll. Fresh. Seven. Seven? You don't know how blood works. (laughs) I think there's some inside me, but I don't know. (laughs) It's been a while. Tastes like raspberries is all you know. (laughs) All right, well, yeah, let's creep along. On, all right, the door and you. Where's uh, all going to go first? <laughs> uh, so what yeah, is? We're your, all just standing there waiting, waiting for, for the first to person go. to go. Avius starts. Nope. Avius does. I'm not going. <laughs> so who's first? Elmon. Elmon is first. Then. <laughs> Puck. If, I know. If, uh, Did you hear the begrudgingness yeah, in my voice? Puck will go last. Still want that boat? Right. Yeah. So real or Avius is second. Just need to know. Um, Avius. All right. Elmon, Avius, Rill, then Puck. I am finally behind you, Elmon. Puck's in Puck said he wants to go last. Okay. I got the second most health. I'm just in case something. Yeah. Meta gaming our thing. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> I got a shield now. Pretty uh, shield and sword. I'm uh, pretty excited. Okay. Puck's pretty excited. You guys uh, creak open this door and step in to a small little uh, corridor section that branches off to more stairs to the right. And you need to make stealth roll. We'll make a group stealth roll, please. Add 10 to whatever number. And add 10 for a pass without a trace. 25. If that was plus five, it would still be pretty darn powerful. Yeah. Plus 10 is insane. Uh, 27. 22. 26. Jeez. You guys you actually got the low like score. ghosts no, walking down these stairs. Um, but you are giving off a light from a lantern, FYI. <laughs> you turn it off or down or down just like have it shuttered maybe forward so that like I don't know I don't think this is the Coleman series no, it's not a Davy lamp uh I, I just I I set the lamp and put it aside I I just set it on the ground there I okay mean, just 
I'll grab onto Avius's robe and and then Avius. So Avius has so his hand on. Walk around in pitch black. I don't know. Don't have no, any choice. No, I don't. Yeah, keep no. the lamp. Yeah, All we right. need the lamp. Keep we the can't lamp. see without it. Lamp's on me. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, lamp really... on, on or off. Lamp. Uh, can it turn down? You. There is a hooded. You can. You can to metal little windows. You can close off the light. It'll just go, come through the seams, so you won't be able to see much at all. Or you can open can, it up. Weird, creepy room. And it'd yeah. be mostly, like, forward, right? It'll be, it'd just be mostly fairly forward. Just, I say we just, I mean, all we need is just to see where we're going. So let's just keep it with us and shuttered in that way as soon as we need it. So I'm relying on the seamed light Okay. to give me so enough. So it's sealed it's off. sealed off. All right. That will not impact your stealth rolls much at all. You guys hang a right-hand turn and step down these stairs and can hear up ahead a swirling magical noise. A magical noise not quite unlike the one you heard underneath the city amongst the towers in that final towered room that had that big weird ball. Yeah, when we were underneath the seamstress. No. Shop? No, no, no. This is when you almost died. No, you, you did oh. die. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You had the six towers, the six towers, and the final tower, and you walked up yeah. to that one, and then there was this big ball you started of, touching things. Yeah. Oh, that one. Shit. It's just a sound not unlike that. Do we know where it's coming from? Ahead and oh, below, right well, where well. you're headed. Oh, uh, the blood streaks are still there? Yes. Okay. Keep heading forward. All right. You keep heading forward very quietly, and you step into a larger room, say a good 100 by 100 in dimension. Ah, more, it's more long. Uh, it's maybe 100 by 80 in dimension, a little bit narrower. And in this room, you see there is a, a sphere of darkness, magical darkness that is similar to some spells that can be cast by wizards and such. And it is moving around just a little bit um, and has a uh, little undead vibe about it. But uh, Avius, when you see this, you don't think it's anything nastier than a normal darkness spell. And it's kind of, it's uh, a sphere of darkness that's been lowered down, so now it's just a, a half the dome of darkness over the middle of the room, and you cannot see what is uh, within. The room itself is tiled, but um, has different uh, uh, moldy things growing in different patches, and there are uh, different uh, uh, streaks of blood and pooled blood, there is also much fresher blood and a dead body of a naked man crumpled in the corner. You can see there are two figures, um, which you're quickly guessing are undead um, protectors, uh, guards of this area, that um, are just stirring gently. One is seated at a nice, rich-looking chair on the far side, and it is um, uh, kind of a sleek-looking, um, muscular figure, not armored much at all, but it has a big sword at its side just sitting down, and you can only see it in the darkness, or in dark vision, I guess, too, 
Um, as it no, your dark vision is up to 60. So you can see it in the darkness, just shifting gently. It appears to have no idea that you're there. And uh, I'll mark that. Move you guys back. I'll mark that. So this is darkness. This is about 50 feet. And then this is the chaired guy. And then standing uh, in the... Sorry, not there. Off to this side, we'll do this. Against the wall is a slightly tall, maybe seven foot tall figure that's just gently standing there in its idle animation routine. Um, and you can't make much uh, uh, out of it, but it is also there. And also does not seem to be aware of you. I'm on very quietly, reaches behind his back. Okay. Pulls out an arrow. Uh, knocks it with his bow and looks at everybody else and shrugs a little bit. <laughs> Where's the, uh, where the the blood is trailing off to this? It, to multiple spots multiple and there's spots. been multiple carnage. Oh, and I forgot to mention one more thing. Mm. <laughs> Why are you grimacing? Every time. Why are you grimacing? It's never, it's never like, oh, I forgot to mention there's this like wonderful thing that you're going to experience now. I'll just mark it over here. On the side of the wall nearby that silhouette is a magical portal, very similar to the style you had seen before that's in set in the wall. Oh. That's got that um, metallic contraption. Um, this close. Uh, uh, what's it's right there? This close. The Lacian Gate. Right there. Uh, it's uh, on this wall. Huh. I thought this was going to be hard. Fun. <laughs> but those gates we described to sh she didn't know what they were. Okay. The Lacian Gate the is something else. It's the same gate we've seen before, correct? You guys destroyed something very similar to this before yeah. in the Forgotten Temple. But it's not like because when I described, described what we saw, gate. she was like, "That's not a lacing gate, dummies." Okay, so I this believe. isn't what she described. The uh, Amarion. I cannot re recall. I think Amario we... is her name. Uh, <laughs> I whis. Can I whisper? Sure. Without being detected. Probably. Okay. I think this is the other side of the portal that we saw in that temple. Makes sense. ABS, I need you to roll a 20 sided die. <laughs> Just don't roll a one. That's all. That's all. That's all you have to do. <laughs> You're hitting your. No, that doesn't matter. It's just a critical fumble. One. Eight. Okay. Fine. Flirting with. <laughs> I have 19 more things to say. <laughs> 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 One of them is gonna fuck us over. <laughs> oh. Shall we? Um. Uh, Puck just shrugs and kind of gives a half nod. Like, do it. See what happens. I'm, I wanna. I wanna cast the hound before we do anything. Then. Kind of as a sentinel in front of us. There are another other no other ways out of this particular room. There are there are other ways. There is also a uh, okay. door that is on this back area. I'm not going to mark, but there's a, a door here and a door here. I don't. You're going to. Both of which are open. I don't know. If it's open. Maybe save that just in case. We'll see. I mean, okay. that's your most powerful. Yeah, spell. I'll wait we'll and see if it's 
turns let's, into let's see what happens here. I, I feel out. i feel like we're gonna get flooded with bad guys but i mean that's very possible it's it's, it's a real Just possibility remember pineapple and you're okay uh, Harry. Oh, Harry. Oh, <laughs> boy, I almost screwed myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Elmon will uh, draw back, take very careful aim, um, and launch an arrow at the guy sitting at the table. Followed up. That's very, a chair, not a table, but a chair. Whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> Followed very quickly by a second shot. The same way. All right. You get your bow ready. Your friends, uh, you guys being in a line isn't probably good. So assuming you're yeah. like some sort of horizontal type line. Oh, I'll stand behind everyone now. That is real behind everybody. Harry, Harry, Harry. <laughs> you hear a click back behind you in the door and locks. <laughs> And as you guys move around and shuffle, the enemies notice you, but are still caught by surprise. He reaches and grabs for his sword, and the silhouetted figure against the wall starts to step closer. Uh, there's some balcony thing above you and all that, and then where they're sitting, just visually, by the way, there's like a, a ring uh, uh, of stone that's risen up. Uh, not a ring, but an area of stone around it. So they're like three feet up above where you're at, and then there's like two steps down to where you're at. So just letting you know, okay. just, there's like giant steps that just stand down. Deus. So, but yeah. we're, but we're close to the, I guess, oh, we just came through a hall. You came down some stairs right into this okay. area. And then just to get to him, just letting you know, it would be a little awkward. There's just three steps, but it's three steps here and three steps here and three steps here. Okay. Not a big deal. Then they, there's no advantage or anything. But just we're visually. close to the hall just in case. Yeah. The stairs are right behind okay. you. Very good. Um, the only challenge we have is if all four of you are trying to shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, just right. smash through it, the Scooby Doo it through It'd at the same time. Strength checks for who goes first, I guess. <laughs> um, so I've rolled initiative. Uh -huh. I've given you guys surprise, which is incredibly rare. Uh, it doesn't happen often with you guys. <laughs> uh, and right off the bat, both enemies uh, went first, but with surprise, they do not. Uh, and Elmon, you get your bow ready, and all of a sudden, Avius lashes out first, and Avius, you may go. Avius <coughs> does, um... Ooh, what does Avius want to do? doesn't ever get to go first. <laughs> <laughs> Savor it! Savor it! By the way, on the last uh, uh, time we did initiative in the last battle, Rill, you rolled a natural 20 on this system. Just in case, that was kind of cool. Oh. Yeah, that's why you went uh, pretty high up there. We'll just start out with something Bionic simple. Kathleen. Mm -hmm. But it was still beneath Elmon because he rolled like an 18 plus blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Of course. We'll do a uh, first level arc lightning. Arc lightning, testing the waters. Yeah. And at, who are you shooting at? No, no, at the guard. The silhouette figure? Yeah. Got it. Silhouette. We do a four, seven, uh, 12. An array of lightning flashes out for 12 points of electrical damage. And the uh, figure stumbles a bit on the steps, continues to step back and get close. Your lightning provided enough light. And I'm assuming you're flying open your lantern as well. Might as well. Okay. Uh, your light also uh, from the elect electrical uh, shines him as a mummy. 
that he is, but his bandages are wrapped up in green and don't look pleasant. He's not your clean mummy or your, even your dusty mummy. He's a moldy, unpleasant mummy. Okay. Mold mummy. Um, you're good. And um, next up is one of them. This guy, a third enemy you have not seen up on a balcony above stands up almost like a uh, almost like where a choir at a at a church might sometimes be or something like that he stands up and there's a small little lip that goes around at maybe waist height <clears throat> he stands up and uh, says no it is him and he points a finger out across the room at Elmon in surprise instead of them mocking you or saying they're going to kill you it's just this what is he doing here type vibe and instead of jumping out or attacking or flying if he were to have that ability uh this guy is in a thick hooded cloak he has uh, a very zombieish face with lots of decayedness to the flesh so partial zombie partial skeleton and instead he leans over the lip of the edge and then just starts mentioning some of that dark speech you've heard before of the Kashatoka. And that is his action. The guy with the sword charges with speed across and charges. Uh, yeah, that would cover the distance and comes running right at Avius and Elmon on that side of your line and has his uh, long sword out and ready to attack, but does not another, get an action. Like mummy creature? No, he is. Uh, let me check out him one more time. He's a guy who definitely is undead, has pale skin, has those sunken eyes, has more human um, mobility about him, is wearing studded leather armor. And um, but is very, very pale and white skin um, and has absolutely no fear coming right at you. Uh, next up is real. Elmon's <clears throat> <laughs> not happy. <laughs> I wanted to go first. Uh, real eyeing the creature that had just come up over the lip. Yes. And he's going, ah, da, da. he's at the far side of the room. Uh, encounters a hundred feet away. He is a hundred feet away. Yes. A hundred feet away. That let works. Me, let me position. This is a 50-foot point. And uh, that's a hundred feet. And the little door, little door portal, uh, black area. Uh, very simply from his location where he's at, he's... And Rill very casually goes... And then bubble forms and starts to pass through the group, through the middle of the room, and completely envelops him as his call or cry is now completely diminished to nothing. To silence. Silence. All right. (laughs) I love your descriptions. (laughs) (laughs) They are the best. And his little call is cut short, and it takes him a couple words to realize it, and appears to be this frustrated look of the hood back and forth. Not sure what's going on. Uh, Elmon, you are up. Sorry, Puck, you last. Oh, I'm used to it. <laughs> um, it rolled a one with your plus one. Oh, nice. Not so good. So many. So did he get like a three or something? <laughs> yeah, uh, Elmon, Elmon has a 13 on the initiative roll. Puck had a two. Oh. 
Uh, I am. You gonna be all right? You'll be all right. All right. right. I am going to step forward. Okay, like a move. Uh, yep. You said he's a hundred feet away. Yes. I'm gonna step forward ten feet, realizing I will draw an opportunity attack. All right. Fine. He will be attacking at disadvantage. Oh, yeah, you're cool Because I have the Flee the Horde. You step out, and the sword, uh, pale, undead fellow right next to you uh, lashes out with an opportunity attack. Disadvantaged, misses. And hit a... I hit 90 feet away, and Hunter's Mark appears on that. Yep, you got him. This guy? No, far away guy. Far guy. Uh, And two arrows quickly follow. All right, he is Hunter Marked. And you remembered? Yes. <laughs> and the shots fly. And that's a natural one. Oh, oh no. First shot misses. You will get to do your second shot. Uh, however, he uses that um, as an opportunity to step away from, oh, the hunter mark stays with him, to from step away from the silence. Okay. Oh, he makes 20 feet? Yep. Okay. So second shot. Uh, how about a 27? I am giving, well, giving him some plus two due to some light cover, but there's nothing that can hold up against a 27. <laughs> Jeez, good hit. Uh, six, eight, nine, ten, twelve points of damage. Second arrow comes through and hits for 12 points of damage. Uh, is this a magical attack? No. It is cut in half. Does not okay. hurt him as much as you had hoped. Good to know. Shunk, he is hit with the second shot. The uh, mummy off on the side is going to close in on your ranks. I'm going to check his speed. He is slightly not as fast and can only get up to Elmon and not Puck, who he originally wanted, and will engage Elmon, but he is then also done with his turn. And Puck, you are the last one to go. And then Avius, um, you'll be up. I'm going to cast uh, Frostbite on uh, the guy with the sword in front of our wizard. All right. Constitution save on your part, or his part. Constitution save on him is coming. 13. No. Oh! He gets hit with Frostbite. Uh, Four points of damage, but he has disadvantage on his next attack. Okay, disadvantaged. Uh, Avius. Avius is going to do fireball on uh, this, what would you call that? Wraith? Hooded fellow in the back. Hooded fellow in the He's back. He's definitely not a wraith. He's much more uh, corporeal. Okay. Uh, so fireball. Think of him like um, that weird uh, red-headed guy in, uh, in Infinity War, the movie, who leads, he's the guide that leads him up to the little stone thing where he drops the girl. The German bad the guy. Red Skull? Red Skull. Think of Red Skull with a hood on, but he's not red, but he's got that skeletal structure and a big, thick, uncomfortable, like, wool hood over his head. Hmm. So, um, deck save. Fireballs lighting up that whole balcony area, ignoring any sense of cover, and uh, there's a big fiery explosion. He needs to make a dexterity save. He dodges out of the way with an 11? Nope. Oh, takes the blunt of it. 
Blunt. Did you say blunt of it? Blunt of it. Brunt? Brunt of it. <laughs> Sorry. Rapier. The, the blunt. The brunt of it. Um. 24. Woo. A couple ones in there, unfortunately. So there's an explosion, cool. and it washes into the sphere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't quite, I don't know. There's a huge hit. You probably do maybe even just half that damage to him initially. He's hit, but then it's all over his cloak, and he burns for the other half, and is twisting around, and finally pats himself out, and is not happy at all about that. It is his turn... And he is going to, I just clicked off of him, sorry. He puts one hand on the edge of this uh, half railing thing and drops off onto the ground. Mm. And doesn't need to do that. He has done that and will move across the room and uh, stays clear of the dark um, dome in the middle of the room. And he is done. He's charging towards the group. The guy, the undead guy with the sword right next to Avius is disadvantaged with some frosty goodness, if I remember correctly. Yes, sir. Uh, is striking, where'd he go? Is goes to strike with his sword and then it's a feint. He raises his sword and instead reaches out to touch you. And that never is a bad thing when the undead try and touch you. Oh, would have been a delightful hit. Instead, with the disadvantage is a six to try and get you. And fails. You easily step out of the way of his slowed attack, Avius. And Rill, you're up. Rill, where's the mummy in this mess? Right engaged with Elmon. Can I get behind him? Behind the mummy? Yes. Uh, You can get close. You can get to there, the side of him. I can move through larger enemies. Uh, Then yes. (laughs) That's right. You have a special halfling advantage. (laughs) Uh, Drawing my dagger, I place it into its backside. All right. Make a dagger attack. All right. I have a feeling there's going to be more to this. Yeah, I think. (laughs) There's always more to this. I'm a crafty little halfling. This is your first melee attack, I believe. melee attack, yes. Uh, It's strength-based. So it's a bonus to draw, by the way. Bonus to draw. I think dagger should be finesse. Yeah, we can do dexterity. Dexterity or strength. Okay. Uh, Let's see. That was a 15. Um, So 21. 21 to hit the mummy is a hit. I'm assuming, yeah, the dagger's a D4. <clears throat> D4, where are you, where are you? I just had you. Where'd it go? The pyramid. Thank you. That is three and three, six points of damage. Six points of damage. All right, you sink it in. It doesn't go as deep as you had thought, but it does hit. The intent is to leave the dagger behind. All right, and you let Stuck go. In its backside. Oh, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> the dagger's left behind, and Elmon, you're up. Um, <laughs> I know what you're doing too. I like it. Yeah, um, it's awesome. <laughs> clever, clever, clever girl. Um, <clears throat> okay, um, so magical arrow plus one. Oh. 
is going for the um, hooded figure. The hooded figure that's recently been on fire. And you damaged. see his confident yeah. swagger as he charges across the room, uh, kind of slows down, and he stops in his tracks as he sees like this magical imbued arrow get knocked on your bow. Um, <laughs> and actually, before I do that, I am going to step away from the mummy. Uh, kind of sidestep him and uh, like um, a little bit more towards the blue chip there. Uh, that would be a, okay. That'd be a good move. All right, he's gonna get yeah. an opportunity attack on. Yeah, him. I know. Disadvantaged. Mummy reaches out. Oh, I rolled a fifteen and a fifteen plus Both. whatever. Hold on. Um, it's more than plus two. You it's, got it. Uh, twenty. Yeah. Well, that's gonna be a hit. All right, this big mummy fist. <laughs> Gamble hits. Gamble did not pay off. You are hit hard. This surprisingly hard for 10 points of bludgeoning damage. But. And an additional 10 points of necrotic damage burn away at your back. Um, uh, Avius uses the project ward to absorb all of that. How so? It's You have your shield that's up? Yeah. Okay, from what? From the earth armor that you cast? Yeah. And you're projecting it out to him. Yeah. You. What's the range on that? Like, twenty or thirty. That's good enough for there. Thirty. And it can hold that much damage. It's yeah, twenty. It can nice. exactly twenty. So. Whoa! Great Whoa. projection. Awesome. However, there is still a lingering effect. This is a crazy blow, and you feel your body weaken in the back, and you need to make a Constitution saving throw. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, 14. You resist and the sensation goes away. Wow, great play, Avius. My kit, yeah. Elmon, you're still going. All right, so, uh, magic. How dangerous is this thing? Just assume ultimate dangerous. Yeah, we haven't seen yet. Uh, Let me know when it, no, never mind. Never mind. All right, so the first arrow. Is going to be one of my very, very precious Mastercraft Ilnoran arrows. And this thing's wounded, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. It was lit on fire. Um, so that's going to be 18 to hit. That is a hit. Okay, thank God. That <laughs> is, yes, a hit. He's got some chain shirt on, in case it matters. Twenty-seven points of damage on the first arrow. Okay, hold on. Get rid of that. Okay, keep going. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Um, is a hit, and you slay him. Really? That's it. Your shot goes right through his head, and and it head goes jerking back, drops to the ground, and he collapses and dies. Uh, the hunter's mark will be transferred to the mummy. Yeah. <coughs> uh, bonus action. Bonus you action. Do have. That is correct. And I. I. Can I use now my second attack? Yes. Okay. Great. Um, I mean, as far as point of order. No, you've got to do the second attack. Second then attack. The, okay. The, so I'll yeah, yeah. use it without the hunter's mark. Okay. Very good. That makes sense. Uh, and this will be a plus one magical arrow that I'm shooting. 
And that will be a 22 to hit. Hits. And it is wounded. Yep. With a dagger in its back. <laughs> but, oh no, I already used my um, mm-hmm. Colossus this time, so I don't I don't get it a second time, unfortunately. Um, max damage, though, so that is 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 points of damage. And you said this was a magical arrow? A magical plus one arrow, yes. All right, you have hit and wounded the mummy. Nice. And now Hunter's Mark is transferred to him. Okay. It is the mummy's turn. That stays there. Uh, it is the mummy's turn, and it is uh, spinning around and attacking this little halfling that just ran between its legs and backstabbed it. Uh, the mummy rears back with its giant, infected, moldy green fist. <laughs> and uh, uh, punches you hard. Yes, indeed, with a 20. A 20? Hits. Not going to taunt it. Am I going to taunt it? Yeah, or do your your thing. Your 20 won't drop it enough. You are hit with 10 bludgeoning damage plus 10 necrotic damage, and you need to make a constitution saving throw as you feel a tingling in your chest where he hits you. Oh! Is that good? Is that a good sign? An eight? An eight, and you feel an itchiness in your chest that has no effect currently. All right. That can't be good, though. Don't worry about it. Don't worry your heads. Uh, He's done. Puck, you are bringing up the end of the round, like always. It's unfortunate. It's really weird. Uh, First off, uh, three bombs of the summer court at our... uh, our bard. Hey, my first dealing. Ooh, for nice. 13. Sizable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he gets healed up 13 points, and then I'm going to do uh, Frostbite again at the guy in front of, with the sword in front of Avius. So it's a constitution save. Uh, he has failed. Rolling really poorly. He takes five damage and has disadvantage on his next attack. Okay. Um, that was the sword guy. Yes, sir. Five damage. He's taking a little bit of damage. Uh, we are... A little uh, bit. I just... I'm trying to get the disadvantage on yeah. the attack. Yeah, that's, that's, the that's as important as anything else. It's, it's uh, amazing how just that is probably prevented so much you know that's like a heal in itself Mm -hmm. a lot of times uh you hear a sound a scrabbling raucous sound coming from the doors underneath where that balcony was where the hooded figure once was at and from the doors uh spew several enemies spew (laughs) when talking about enemies is never going to be good in a mausoleum below ground fighting in the dark undead <laughs> it's never good spewing enemies six fast moving zombies uh, known as cadavers um, come pouring out scrambling come pouring out and they are a little upset but more so do I have it 
more so, not three, two, are two ghasts that come out the other door. Ghasts are uh, similar to ghouls in nature. Um, you've run into them before. Um, they are, uh, I think, slightly stronger than a ghoul, comparison's sake. Uh, and they also come running out and they come spilling. They are also avoiding the uh, uh, dark uh, half sphere in the middle of the room. And these guys all spill out and they're kind of just charging waves across the room. Uh, that's done. That's done. Avius, you're up. Um, fireball. There you go. <laughs> Into the uh, mass of cadavers. The mass of cadavers. Uh, deck save. Deck save. Uh, okay. Um, what's the number they're looking for? Um, 14. Okay, uh, pass, pass, fail, pass. Critically succeed and moves forward right on top of Rill and fail. So these, no, we won't do that. We'll just have him not take any damage. So he's fine. These guys take half. Those two take full damage. What's the damage? Big fireball erupts right in the center of all these scrambling cadavers. So 19 is full damage. 19 is full. Immediately chars and blows away three of them. Um, and then so uh, nine. Nine to the other two and none to that guy. They are a fire. The fire goes out and they are hurt for sure. Nice. Um, and that was a normal attack. All right. Right next to you, however, is this guy who is still trying to... You're backing up and stepping back, Avius, right after you cast that. This guy with the sword does not use the sword and is continuing to reach out to touch someone. Why even have the sword? (laughs) It's a decoration. Uh, He is disadvantaged. That's why he can't get a sink in there. 19 and a 12, a 16. Ah, barely. Got you. Reaches out and touches you. It takes it up to 15. Uh, Reaches out and touches you. We don't like the touching. I only need to drop by one. Don't be touched. (laughs) I need it dropped by two. I'll do my best. He calls out, don't be touched. And you can subtract Bard some cutting words. All right. And uh, you get a little bit of uh, extra space and you step back a little bit forward and he cannot quite get you. Thank you, Bard. You're Um, welcome. My chest itches. (laughs) (laughs) Don't scratch it. (laughs) Rill, you are up. Okay. Um, I go, woohoo, and go between the mummy's legs again. Okay. <laughs> You're on the other side of him. I'm on the other side of him. I'm trying to figure out. Uh, I can do that. That's move. And uh, now I will play a uh, specific note mm-hmm. that a lot of people are familiar with. And just and that little dagger in his back starts to grow, glow, white hot, white Ooh. hot, white hot. The dagger and in the back of the mummy. Dagger in the back of the mummy. Uh, and that That's requires awesome. a uh, 
Uh, just any physical contacts takes 2d8. Yeah. So he's got the 2d8 coming. Oh, no, 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 no. There's one. There's. It's around there somewhere. What? No, the just hell? roll it twice. Yeah. No! Two points of damage. Two points of not so hot. Gently warmed <laughs> but him. But is Gently. he disadvantaged now because he cannot drop? Uh, now he needs to roll a, a uh, constitution save because this is not something he could attempt to try and draw out. But um, So two points of damage. I got the two points of damage. Heat metal. If a creature is holding that must make a saving throw or drop the object if it can. Uh, no, it, it has to no, make an effort it has to do to, it. Yeah. Yep. So... Uh, it cannot drop the option, so it is, in fact, disadvantaged. Disadvantaged, all right, nice. Yeah. Um, nice. The ghast charges. Oh, I almost forgot one thing. Sure. Uh, he, uh, uh, Rill is taking advantage of this guy's enormous size now, and he's going to hide right there with his ability. What's the ability? Uh, naturally stealthy. An attempt to hide whenever you obscured by a creature that is at least one size larger than me. He's facing the other way. Sure. I can hide from the other creatures. All right. Whee! Uh, they have the, you are hidden. They cannot see. They know you're in the vicinity, but they don't know where you are. Um, maybe they mistake you for uh, Puck, who's not too far away. <laughs> it's the same little guy, right? <laughs> That's what's going on in their mind. Uh, this gas comes right up to you, Elmon, and smells just awful. It reaches out and tries to rake you with its claws. A what me? Rake. Rake. Okay. Uh, with a 15. Uh, that would be a miss. Oh! Ooh. Strikes, maybe hits some armor, but doesn't get any yeah. skin. And Scratches up against the studded leather of armor of Kadeen. Yes, nice. Uh, Elmon, you're up. Yay! Um, there's only one ghast. There's and another one right behind him who's going in just a second. But he's not currently engaged with me. Correct. Uh, I will move diagonally away 35 feet. Okay. And shoot the mummy with a magical plus one arrow. All right. So the guy in front of you will get an opportunity attack. At disadvantage. Here it comes. Oh, critical hit and a three. Yeah, that's a that's a miss. Going to be a miss. Nice. Um, and first arrow. <laughs> I bardic inspiration. The guy, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Is probably going to miss with an eleven. Uh, to the mummy. Actually, twelve. Twelve to the mummy. Sh- hits. Really, fantastic. Well, it's not a ninja mummy. When it's a ninja mummy, we worry. <laughs> ninja mummy. Okay. Uh. 19, 20 points of damage. 20 points to the mummy is a juicy hit. And the second magical arrow. Uh, 23. Hit. Yep. Or 11 points of damage. And the mummy unravels before you and collapses to the ground and erupts in a toxic smoke that is... I thought I was in melee range. Yeah, that is poisonous. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Uh, But really, you don't have to worry about it. You're already infected. Okay. (laughs) You're totally... I I kind of wafted in. (laughs) You're used to the aroma by now. But, uh, it's poisonous. Uh, yes. Does you're. Does Puck know that? You're. No idea. You're no. 
The bonus action will be to move Hunter's Mark to the guy that's been attacking Avius. Okay. Done. Uh, the other ghast charges and has to use another action to get to you. You slightly outran it when you mm -hmm. moved away. So there's a, the second one's still on you, but can't get an attack this round. Right. We will end this round with Puck. How tall is this room? Uh, 30, <laughs> 30 feet tall. Okay. I didn't think so, it's but not that I had to ask. Um, there is some glass you can just barely see as well. Um, with some daylight coming in. Yep. Um. Oh, there's still three guys over there, right? Yeah, they are not on the ground. They were just two of them are wounded. Um, they're with. They're yeah, I want to do it like that. They are for sure within sixty feet. Uh, I'm gonna uh cast ice knife. Ooh, the exploding ice knife at the unwounded one. Yeah. Okay. With a uh, 25. That's a huge hit. Things are turning around for Puck. He's going to take three points of damage. Okay. And then uh, they, they make have dexterity to make saves. Dexterity saves. All right. Totally fine. 15. Six. Um, bu 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 the six uh, does Takes. not make it. All right. How much damage does he take? Uh, 14. That's pretty good for explosion. Yeah. He is destroyed. His whole right side is just covered in shards of grenade-like ice. The sword-wielding guy who's been desperately trying to reach out and touch Avis. Avis, you normally like when people try and reach out and touch you. I normally like that, yes. <laughs> he takes his sword and points it at the sphere, and he says, Help! And the sphere pulses momentarily. Gosh. And you hear more cries of scrambling cadavers coming from those two doors at the far side and howls as more about to come screaming in. But more chilling is somehow, in some way, you're not sure how. Even you wizard people are not sure how. But the light above dramatically shifts as though the sun has moved oh. quite a bit. And the faded green light is still there coming in through the window, but it has a bit of an orange hue to the light. We need to go. Yeah. And we will stop there. Oh, for God damn it. <laughs> <laughs>